Everybody, welcome to another episode of Three Brews In, where we are the equivalent of Three yeah. Brews In. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we, we typically drink three beers before we do a, a broadcast of this podcast, and due to a, I don't know, some sort of technical issue? Supply issue. Supply issue, yeah, we couldn't exactly drink three beers, but um, the way we do it is we, we always drink our beers... You. You literally just spilled beer right down your chin all over your shirt. Well, see, what happened was when I started <laughs> taking a drink, I noticed that there was some sediment stuck to the bottom of my glass, and it kind of freaked me out a little bit. You've got stains all over your shirt now. <laughs> It'll dry off. It's just water. <laughs> Cute at that age, aren't they, Josh? Wow, good stuff. So, yeah, the way we do is one of us. Uh, well, by the way, I'm, I'm Josh. I'm joined by uh, Travis and Justin, and every week. That was me. Good work. Travis, uh, one of us chooses a beer, we bring it, and then we review it by the end. Justin, this is your beer this week. You brought this to us. Do you want to take a minute to uh, talk about this? Because, yowzers, this is early. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> early favorable ratings. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is from Oso Brewing Company. Uh, it's called Panic Button. It's an India Pale Ale. Uh, you might remember that we've done an Oso Brewing Company before on the uh, episode with um, Ellie when she was a guest of the uh, the show. Travis's um, daughter. Yeah. Yep, we did uh, beer. Beer. And we had some sort of meh, whatever uh, type of ratings for it. <laughs> so I thought I was going to give this brewing company another chance. And I saw this Panic Button, and it's a cool looking can it's why you give second chances absolutely so you don't give second chances to a child molester but you give second chances to a brewery that kicks out one shitty beer yep this is really good so there's three three hops it's uh, amarillo uh, calypso and aconot i can take i can taste the calypso yeah so it's 6.5 percent there's no like unneeded description on here other than it's just a really cool can to look at and we'll have full uh uh ratings on it later it's like everything you would need to go into a parking ramp doesn't it yeah and i think that's kind of how they have it set up it's almost like these highway uh it's it's like a new gate like one of the swinging gates on a that's a great call travis yeah nice all right yeah uh, so we're gonna drink a few more of these as as the right. the night goes on it's important to note that we're we're doing this podcast on a friday night which is not typical right yeah we did the the, the six seven experience that wasn't was that a friday that was saturday 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 day that's a whole different deal yeah friday night not many of them we oh. started at 11 a.m on that day <laughs> and we're so, yeah, so Josh, when, you, when we good. walked yeah. out of that brewery, I remember just like oh. sta- literally stag- staggering out of that place yeah. in the broad daylight at about 2 in the afternoon, wasted off my ass. And that was the night yeah. I dumped a white claw all over my couch on my porch. You were, you were so drunk I could barely see you. You, but 
It was. Didn't you fall down the stairs of the brewery or, or fell out of a chair or something? He, he yeah. did some stuff and bro- did some damage. And, mm-hmm. uh, I, I took an Uber back to my house and passed out at like 1.30 in the afternoon. Yeah. Or whatever crazy time it was. Yeah, that was. And, and it's important to note we're not college age. No. <laughs> no, we're, we're men. Yeah. I'm, I'm at an Older age where men. I'm close to, close to. Being able to have grandchildren college age. Yeah. And even though my child is 24, yeah, at my age, I could I could be coming up on that. You mm-hmm. know, if I were in in certain counties in, like, maybe Alabama, I, I would be a great-grandfather. But I'm, oh. I live in Wisconsin. That's actually so not a joke. Like you live no joke. Oh, no, yeah. you go 13, 13, 13, 30. You could be, you know, what what's that, 40, 52 years old? You'd be a great-grandfather? Yeah, yeah. Easily. Easily. Yeah, so we're going to talk about a whole bunch of Brewers stuff, as usual. We're going to uh, talk about some, you know, the baseball stuff in general, I think. We've got some great new topics this week, but we're also going to... And we're going to try to keep it fresh, folks. We're gonna, some of the shit we're going to stick with, like statements never uttered. If there's ever an episode without statements never uttered, I quit. I'm out of here. I don't care about contractual things. I don't care about friendship. That's never going away. But I think everything else we could we could maybe take a break on once in a while. But uh, I almost feel yeah. like, like we could just call this this podcast statements never uttered and just like like roll with it throw yeah. some baseball stuff in every once in a every while. once in a while and it'll be enough yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. um justin you talked about the the beer enough or we're ready yeah. to go on yeah let's get to the because hold on. Hey, hold on oh. we have some unfinished business from the last episode oh, we yeah. surprise, surprise josh, yeah josh ended the uh, podcast uh, prior to us rating the beer again Again, look, none of what is our percentage on rating the beer? I, I think we're fifty. It's less no, than fifty. It's it's somewhere in the eighty percent. It's about eighty per- uh, that we don't. No, he's right. No, that we no, do. That we do. Oh, he's right. We're we somewhere just, in we the eighty percent. We forget it a lot. Yeah. yeah, we forget it a lot. We we didn't rate yeah. the beer from last time, which was all the kid Colch. Kid Colch from New Glarus. So I am just gonna say intentional walk because I don't remember it. Nice. <laughs> intentional. Why? Yeah, fair I don't, enough. I don't. I don't remember anything about that beer. I remember the beer. I think it was very delicious. It was a good, uh, just everyday drinking beer type of thing. Um, nothing special about it. It wasn't high IBU. I wasn't high ABV. It was. Are you only dr- saying that because your girlfriend bought it? No, I'm Do saying you it feel because feel an obligation because your girlfriend very nicely no, bought. She but she, it was very look nice. Em, look him straight oh. in the eye and say it, Coach. You're no, here, I'm here. not. No, if because I have more integrity. Shit, beer. Would you say she made a horrible decision? I yes, I would. You would. Yes, I would. Because oh, you guys been together. Oh, maybe it's we shouldn't go into that. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's been it's been long enough. Long enough to. Yeah, I no, I would I would tell you if it was a shit beer because there's one that she included. I think in that he would. Bag. I think beer that's means a, enough to him where that's he a would stout. put that over and above relationship. No, my yeah. my integrity of this show. Of this podcast and the integrity of my rating beers um, stands above everything else. I actually, I believe that. I believe, I believe you believe too. it, and that's important. No, <laughs> yeah. no but, I, sincerely, that's great. Right. Now, did she pick these blindly, or did she yes. pick them with some knowledge of the... Do you, do you know no, what I mean? she picked them blindly. She did. Okay. So, uh, so and made not, sure it wasn't a yeah. beer that we had drank before. Oh, okay. So you're not impugning her beer knowledge if you say, well, that was bad. No, well, because like when you pick the the blue bobber, yeah. the blueberry ale, we could just like dunk on you all day because of it, because yeah. you're an experienced beer drinker. Where if she just like, I'm going to take this one, this one, he acknowledges a mistake. And yeah, yeah. Right, but but you right. never said it. You didn't give it a grade yet, or uh... not a single. 
It's a single. Oh, for the kid cola. Yeah, for the kid cola. Okay, it's a single. Do you have one, Travis? Oh, yeah, that's right. Sacrifice. He didn't drink it. That's right, he didn't drink it. You didn't drink it? I was going to give a rating. He didn't drink it. He didn't drink it. He drank whiskey that night. Yeah, he did. And vodka lemonade. (laughs) Can I I read that? (laughs) No, okay, so let's get into this Brewers. We're throwing throwing, uh, a uh, did not play. Yeah, I was ready to rate it though. Well, he you know he had an injury, he had a tight hamstring, yeah. so he didn't play, so he can't like tell what the starting pitcher had. It's been yeah, on the yeah, Eduardo Escobar of, of rating right now. <laughs> yeah, so let's talk about a little bit about let's the, the Milwaukee Brewers. Um, yeah, absolutely. So it's we're we're, we're still on an upward trajectory. Trajectory, it's going well. But three, you know, three. Uh, you know, series wins in a row. The yep. two out of threes, that's what you do. And oh, by the way, that's what they did in 18. It just seemed like after the All-Star break, it was it was just one series win after another. Right. And and isn't it great that they are playing so well on the road? Doesn't that mean something for, you know... I think, it, I think it means a ton. And I think it even means more with our pitching staff that can potentially roll into wherever we roll in, whether we have home field advantage for whatever series we knock on this, hopefully get into. Yeah. But with our with Burns and and and, and uh, Woodruff, and and of course you know with the, the Peralta thing, I, I put Peralta in there. He's just you know he's he's been gold. We talked about last podcast. It's like how can we diminish what he's done? But I think all of us kind of have this feeling that you know Burns and and Woodruff are going to be just a little more consistent, and Freddie's just you know at the same time Freddie's could go on and be a goddamn World Series MVP for all we know. Right. I mean it's just, and then Freddie's been wonderful. But we bring those three starters. And our bullpen. And when we can go Boxberger 7, Williams 8, Hater 9, and maybe, just maybe, not even having to have that mid-person, mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, I don't know if anybody comes into what is looking more and more, again, the knock, a uh, uh, playoff opportunity. I'm not sure any other team has a better top-to-bottom situation. There, from, from a pitching staff, I mean, this is a, the rose-colored glasses, right? Because I usually go the opposite way because I try to analyze it even a little more negative because I, I just can't hate the homers. Yeah. But I outsiders that are looking into this, nobody's afraid outside of Wisconsin to say that the Brewers don't have probably the best pitching staff. Yeah, and, and, and there, there, there's one team I think that would argue that would say the Dodgers. Sure. Who, they say that, yeah, our, our top three are, are better. And the thing is, if you, like, flipped – the, the three starters. If you put the Burns, Woodruff, and Peralta in with the Dodgers into the, the Dodger media market and the oh my yeah, god, right? I, I think they would they would you know, they would claim victory. And you say, know, we a have Dodger takes starter. a piss and without peeing on their cleats, and it's news on on MLB. You know, we we we're up against that, but baseball right. people know, and I think both Woodruff and Burns are kind of at that. They are they're. They're, they're veterans, but they're not fossils. They're <laughs> yeah. not even close. They're just kind of in that they're coming into their own. They're on the lower end of their probably prime. Yeah. But they have enough time, and they've got that background, I think, where they can go into these hostile environments and, I think, pitch their game. And if you can, if you can shut down a team early with maybe two or three scoreless and your team puts up two runs in the third, it's like, you know, not not all of these environments, especially Dodger Stadium, notorious for fans that are laissez-faire. Right. 
and San Diego, and I know where they're at now. And I, I mean, listen, you know, I worry about going Chase. to uh, uh, San Francisco. That scares the hell out of me. Can I can I bring up uh, Joey Votto? Joey Votto, did you hear what he had to say about the Brewers and the Brewers pitching staff? I would love to hear it because I don't think he likes the Brewers in general. He does not. However, you know, just Joey Votto, he's been around for a while. He was... Um, and no fucks to give. No fucks to give. And yeah, a hard ass, ass team, basically. That's here what he said. So he has faced pitching staffs... Um, uh, that include the Phillies when they had Roy Halladay, Cliff oh. Lee, Cole Hamels, Roy Oswalt. Oh, man. Um, yeah. When oh, he, the Phillies. Right. You know what he said? He said, the Brewers pitching staff, top to bottom, is the toughest I've ever faced. Okay. I, I coach that is so good, I had not heard that. Chills. And I'll tell you what. Chills. A current player mm-hmm. who was, you know, he's got some hopes. I actually saw um, Votto do kind of a comedy thing. It's like he showed a human side, and the guy you see in the field, I, I think there's a little more to Joey Votto. The more I dig into Joey Votto, uh, the more I like him. I, yeah. I, I like I like him I like yeah. him too. He's got some Trevor Bauer stuff without you know, the icky stuff. <laughs> but, but, but Bauer, I mean, but I, I know Votto has earned some of the stuff. But mm-hmm. once I watch this, and we'll maybe when we're done with our podcast, I'll show you the one I watch. He was he was just this humorist. You know, he was almost like Brent Suter doing the bullpen. It's like it was funny. But, yeah. but anyway, for him to say that, now what I just said like three minutes ago about everybody outside of baseball, this is a current player who's having a very good year. Mm-hmm. It's got oh, Hall of Fame year. credentials, yeah. and he's probably going to make it at some point. He will. To say that, mm-hmm. he doesn't like us necessarily. We're a division, it's division like, rival. A guy, uh, a team he's trying to catch. Okay, so what does that tell you mm-hmm. that's so when did he say that like yesterday or today uh, or after, after the game maybe it was the twenty. it was that the story updated on the 26th so yesterday and this guy said, he has no motivation though. i think he said on the 25th no like, he doesn't have to like no. like no. it was in the middle of the series against them yeah, yeah. the brewers red series in the middle of the series that's a crazy that's a crazy big compliment and you know and and it's one of those things being been in our market you know um, we all know Yelich is a national name. We all know that Braun at the time was. Mm-hmm. But Burns and Burns and Woodruff are much, much more known to the regional people. Where if Burns and Woodruff, and you said it, Coach, if they were out in these markets, these guys would, would probably have $50 million endorsement contracts, and they would be... Easily. But they play and work where, where we're at, and it's... Uh, I, I just want to say something about Burns for a minute. And I mentioned it maybe in episode two or three. I don't know. But you remember where Burns was when he came came up, when, when I think it was 2019 when we had the, the full season um, and Burns was pitching out of the bullpen. It was just lights out, yeah. right? He was really good. Then they made him a – I'm sorry, that was 2018, I think. Then he came up in 2019 and was just shelled, just awful. And right. everyone thought, like, what do we have in this guy? He's done. Like, he's just not – doesn't have the mental makeup for it. And then he goes into 2020, and can you imagine the pressure? Like you, you, you know how baseball contracts work. Like it's mm-hmm. there's nothing guaranteed. So he's it's a make it or break it for Burns, oh. and he focused or did whatever the hell he had to do, and is now Burns. Uh, that is, that says something about his like mental fortitude, and that's a guy that you want taking the mound. That I don't care what the situation is, whether it's Dodger Stadium in, in Game Seven, like he's already been on the. So, break. so I'm going to throw it at you two guys, Burns Woodruff, one game to win, Game Seven. They both have equal arrest. Who do you go with? Oh, I hate that. 
that question. It it it's right, but I think it's a fair one to. to I'm ask going with Woodruff, and I don't know why. I don't know why. Yeah, it, it was here. Here's the deal. You, you, you did shout one out, so it tells you that either are probably good choices with you, right? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. For sure. I'm going with Woodruff. Coach, are you leaning? I almost, I almost go with Burns. There's no wrong answer. No, but I, and that's just uh, like what was my gut thought to begin with. And put a gun to my head, and I'll give you a fifty-one forty-nine, and I'll yeah, probably change my yeah. mind as I'm saying it. Yeah, yeah, right. And and isn't it funny? Like I know. And look, Peralta has been great. I get so we've talked about. I get I so nervous when he's. A, I don't why know why. It? Why, why is, is it? it? Because I almost feel like just maybe it's like his wind up and his little like this he's wild been so kind of wind up. fucking good. Right. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. But can I tell you? Um, I know we're going to talk about. Uh, more brewer stuff, and we'll probably intersperse it. But I, I went out to Pittsburgh two weeks ago, and I, I uh, we went to Friday night, and it got rained out. And we had really good seats. We were on the dugout for the Saturday, um, well, the first game of the doubleheader, and then they, they roll you out of the stadium. Oh, in and Pittsburgh, back in. Yeah. So I, I want to just tell a couple cute things, because <laughs> stuff that I'd never been... Um, uh, privy to because I'd never had these kinds of seats and the crowd was pretty small so you heard things I think you would maybe not hear not that earth shattering but a couple of cute things um, uh, a past uh, a pass ball and Telez ran in from third base and he didn't slide and he maybe should have slid and whatever and it was and there was no argument or whatnot so he got back into the dugout and he's like running right towards me and my seat was like where Craig Council would stand in the opening to the dugout mm-hmm. I'm looking at Craig Council's back he didn't he didn't freaking move and he was you know he's Craig in the dugout right yeah. and Telez came in and, and he sat down and I now know that the gap between the that's what she said the gap between <laughs> the bench and the, it, it's quite a distance right yep. and counsel turns to him and says and he's smiling he says you need a rest big boy <laughs> and Corbin Burns and Corbin Burns turns and he's just like doing this and he's pointing at him and, and hilarious and counsel turns around and you're just I, I want to picture the other side of it that I didn't see was uh, was to last on the bench, just like you need to rest. Well, so my so my um, uh, my other story that that you don't usually hear is we're in the top of the first inning, and Adamus I think is batting third, and he's up. And Suter and all the bullpen guys they go to the bullpen after the top half of their batting inning. Mm-hmm. So it's Suter, it's Sanchez, it's Hader, it's everybody. So so Suter. The goofball that he is is talking to Sanchez, and he's doing this Jim Carrey voice to Adamus. I swear to God. And he's looking, and he's doing this. Willy, Willy, Willy. And he's making these faces, and he's yelling at him. So Corbin Burns, no, take that back. It was Woodruff. No. No, it was, uh, it was Corbin Burns because he was standing where council was. And he kind of, like, steps out and gives him a shut-up look. I, I swear to God. Like, you know. What are you doing? So Suter, and nobody can see this because it was silent, he makes this like face at him like, whatever he says. And he's just like, so Sanchez is saying something. And Suter's, wait, wait, And he's doing this. Crook on the side. I know he was. It was just this whatever. And it's just like, they were having, and I don't know how to compare that to other dugouts, and there's probably only one Suter. 
but for you know Corbin Burns to kind of do the you know <laughs> you know like, <laughs> so it's like it's neat so that was that was my experience but, but, but isn't yeah. that, uh, that yeah that's awesome but isn't that what you hear about the brewer culture a little bit yes. like it's just fun it's loose that's why why yeah. Moustakas came back. Yeah. For another yeah. year after he got offered huge well, money from Cincinnati. And they just have a fun, loose atmosphere. One more story. Go. One more story. We're getting rained out on Friday, and it was before they called the game off. And it turns out these folks were sitting, like, three seats away from us, and we didn't know it. And we're, like, hiding from the weather. It came in pretty hard. And these guy and girl, 20... That's what she said. Mid-20s, late-20s, whatever. And they're both in hater jersey. Yeah, where are you from? Whatever. I'm from... I'm from Maryland. I said to the guy, Maryland. He goes, Yeah, I'm, 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 a, I'm a friend. I'm a friend of Josh Hader. Yeah. And he says, he says, Yeah, I'm from Old Mill, uh, Maryland. And he described where it was. He said, I coached Josh Hader. And he said, For real. And yeah, this no. guy's talking. And I've got his name or whatever. He said, I said, Well, when did you know? He said, Well. I was not that old, and Hayer was like 13. He just, he threw hard, but, you know, no, he had no idea, right. you know. But he was, uh, so, yeah, talking to uh, a little brush with Josh Hader's early. That's cool. Early That's coach. cool. And he said, you know, and I said, God, it's so good that he got through, you know, his, his you know, the stuff when he was younger. He says, listen, he is the nicest, most genuine guy I've ever met. So, yeah, it, it, it was it was neat. So awesome. there, there you go. Those are the stories. But uh, and by the way, I'm sorry, yeah. Travis. <clears throat> I missed it, and I could not get a video of it when Christian <laughs> yells his bat. Yes. When he whipped his bat, he lost his bat on a foul ball or a swing and miss. It went we, like we, we couldn't get that helicoptering huh? right at you. You had got some great FaceTime on Bally Sports. What am I doing? I did ducking out of the way. So, so for the folks, not the we'll dig that up somehow, right in front because of you, that's right? available. Yeah. Literally, folks, if the net rule hadn't been in place, I am 100% sure that that bat would have hit me somewhere. Christian Yelich, uh, it was, you know, and we're going to talk about Yelich next. It'll be a, it'll be a nice segue, actually. He, he just had this horrible at bat, and he comes in his follow through, and the bat goes into more like the camera well area, probably like at a whatever degree angle away from me deflects so it's 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 lost a lot of its steam and whatnot and then changes its angle and it is coming directly towards me spinning hits the net loses all its velocity and i know that i i ducked and josh you're able to confirm that yes i i I was not able to get video of it but yeah i saw you clearly diving out of the way with the net in front isn't it amazing we talked about this net story and all of our opinions on that and whatnot yeah but that was an area where nets never existed before sure Hmm. and i would have had Kristen yelich's bat probably you wouldn't have because you would have dove out of the way and the guy behind you would have gotten it Oh, I think it would have hit me. My reactions are so bad. I think oh, it would have hit me before I died. <laughs> child. <laughs> right, right. And I would have... Wouldn't that have been something, though? That and that would have been, been... I mean, oh, literally, the net was probably saved or whatever. Because I... You know, if I wouldn't have looked like such a pussy, I would have wanted it on MLB. <laughs> but I would have been the guy that was like this, and I'd pick it up, and it's like, no. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. All right. So, speaking of Christian Yelich... I, I feel good, guys. I'm, I'm tippy-toeing on this, like big time. I'm, like, uh, can I can I use please, some statistical said a damn thing? This whole podcast. I have some statistical analysis for this. Go ahead. Uh, since August 10th, uh, this is when you 
you started to think that Yelich was going to turn things around. Yep. Like he started looking um, in the box <laughs> like, <laughs> like Christian Yelich of old. Comfortable so, in the box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Still deep in the box. Yeah. Still deep in the box. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Uh, so in the 16 games since August 10th, which uh, the Brewers have gone 12 and four, uh, Christian Yelich is batting 322 with an on-base percentage of 359, slugging of 508. He's got 19 hits in 59 at bats, five doubles, two home runs, 12 RBIs. He's walked four times. He in the time period from uh, the All Star break to uh, going into today's game, he's raised his batting average from two thirty one to two fifty. Nice, and that's been a hundred, uh, just shy of a hundred countable at bats for that. That that's a big difference. Yep. Yeah, and I I don't know like Tip, tiptoeing though, right, Josh? You brought it up. I'm really tiptoeing on that. Now you know what? With your tiptoeing though, it isn't just. The numbers, but does he just flat out look more comfortable? He looks better, and he I would looks, say so. Exactly, he looks better. He looks more comfortable. He looks more yellowy from the old days, and a little bit of the corkscrew unwinded that we're used to. Right. And some of those non-hits have been hard-hit balls. I saw two of them in that first Pittsburgh game. They were both outs, and they were both liners. Like Jesus, this isn't what a guy needs who's struggling, right? To right. Dev- hard-hit balls be caught. But I think you know. Listen, that's not. Let's not overstate this because he's. But you know, if if you if you come into a year, and if Yelich is at two fifty with big power numbers, mm-hmm. not the end of the world, right? Mm-hmm. We're not where he needs to be. But Yelich isn't in the year with thirty five homers. But no. what what's he going to be going into our hopefully playoff run? And it, go ahead. It's well, looking just, up. And and the the at bats that he's had where um, he's gotten outs, they're fairly well-connected balls. I mean, we're not looking at, like... Little, I'd love to know his, like, hard hit rate, whatever that oh, advanced yeah. metric is. I'm do, sh- do you know where that is? I, I Fuck if I know. Yeah, whatever. But, and here's the thing, too. Like, He's okay, passing the eye test right now. He, he yes. is, and they're not... It's not like they're hanging around just by f- above 500 without him. They're winning. Like, they are doing well with him not playing well. Right. All of a sudden, if he starts ticking it up, geez, he doesn't have to bat 350 in any playoff series. No. He needs to be that guy that comes up with that clutch double that, you know, you're one for four, Kristen, but you, you hit that three-run homer when we really needed it. And that's the... Well, and what did he yeah. do? Was it on Saturday night when he hit the grand slam? Uh-huh. Oh, oh, my God. My kid that? went... Bonkers. Didn't that look like three years ago? Yes, it did. And it wasn't like a moonshot. He it was a line drive. It was like gone. He almost hit the I think, Toyota. I think. Par, I think part of the concern about Christian was just the swing. What is? What's he doing? Is he worried about whatever injuries he's had? Mm. It's it's like the, it's like the guy, the rebounder that came down and he came down and his ankle or his knee is never the same. And it's like those. Yeah. L- He's swinging even on the outs, even on the strikeouts. 
Right. It's and, a and, little bit more of the old Christian. And his injury was a back injury, which, Justin, you, have, I, you and I have horrible I backs. Terrible. We know how it is. Like, you get right. nervous about oh, yeah. movements. And, and I can't it, imagine the, the violence of an MLB swing. Tiniest little tweaks well, and you feel swing. something. Oh, yeah. He uncoils. He is a... Oh, yeah. Right. So I, I, I can't imagine for a second that his struggles didn't have something to do with, yeah. I hope yeah. I don't yank... My back out. Yeah. So, so what do you what do you think we go into? Maybe a topic or two, then come Let's, back to the Brewers, or, or what do you yeah, think? Yeah. Can we please talk about some euphemisms? I would love to. All right. Hold on. Where are we at? And for, remember, for I'm time right now. Yeah. Remember, should we go into this after euphemisms? Yeah. Yeah. Let's I do think that. so. Okay. okay. So let's talk. I, this, and then I'll. Uh, yeah. This was my topic that I brought up. Trevor. No, I'll, I'll introduce this. Yeah, please. Um, I floated the topic of our favorite euphemisms or nicknames for body parts, particularly right. private parts, meaning... Yeah. Genitalia. Genitalia, thank you. Penis, breasts, boobs, breast, aren't, boobs aren't genitalia. Uh, well, that he said generally. I said private parts. parts. Private parts. Private parts. Yeah, those genitalia. are private. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. So what do we like to call those parts? Yeah. And then we have to use them in a sense. Yeah, in a sense. Because that's probably the most fun part about it but uh yeah. someone so, want to start uh, travis well, i want to start out. because i'm 53 what are you going to start and like this breast or well, vagina? I, why don't we do all oh are we going to rotate that we're going to rotate around. i think we should by, rotate yeah. by member well you tell me what you would like to start with how about we start with penis so this is what i've used for a really long time and that's wiener yeah. and um if i see a guy taking line drive at third base he caught it right in the wiener yes <laughs> 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 sure hope he's wearing a cup because that hit him right in the wiener. <laughs> it's so juvenile. It's just perfect. Yep. All right. My favorite euphemism for penis is tallywhacker. Yes. <laughs> I have that one written down. Do you really? I'm glad I've got two. <laughs> oh, excellent. So here's my sentence. I just wanted to go down to the Eau Claire Farmer's Market to buy some fresh onions. Then I looked over and there's a homeless guy on the bench with this tallywhacker hanging out. <laughs> you'll see that too. Yes. That's not an exaggeration. No. I'm not making that you up. You know, used to have this tallywhacker hanging out is DeLong Middle School FIED teacher textbooks. More of his nutsack. I think we talked about it before. <laughs> textbooks. That's a great name. Yeah. Did he have his tallywhacker hanging out? His uh, balls did hang out. Oh, oh Jesus. Justin. Te- remember the name textbooks. Thank yeah. you. Urban okay. textbooks. Oh, okay. Penis. The ambassador. <laughs> really? Yep. You no, no, we have two ones that you actually go with. You so you go to the ambassador. I looked that one up on oh, wow. because because Tallywacker yeah. and Dick were two like Yeah. So I have Tallywacker number one. The My other one's the ambassador. <laughs> Excuse me, ma'am. Would you like to meet the ambassador? He's waiting for you. Alright. Oh, no. That's a, that's a good Alright, Travis. Uh should we go with Bress? Yep. Shirtful country boobs. So here's how it how, here's how it would go. There was a former person I worked with. This is what he went with, and he looked at a I guess kind of a coworker once and said, "Look at those country boobs. That's a shirtful." And it's just memories oh, for me. Yeah, God. So let's let's make it short. It doesn't have to be both. That's what she said. But if, but if I right. <laughs> so if I'm so if I 
am looking at whatever, and they're God, they're all younger than me now. Because once you get older than that, now it's just oh, it's nothing you want to see, right? So <laughs> it, it would be like, there's a shirt full, and I will use that. So that's not the best, but it's my that's it's actually my, pretty good. It's I, my go-to. Yeah, I, I I could see that. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, all right, so one with boobs. Mine's I'm gonna pull a little bit from a from a movie. Fun bags. Yeah. Solid. Yeah. And Solid. The, the sentence says, look at the fun bags on that hose hound. Yes. Which is from... Oh. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, and remember? Oh, shit. Hold on. No, 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 no. Look at the fun bags on that hose hound. Uh, oh, boy. Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. God, give me I, the, a half a second longer and it was coming yeah. out. He would have. He would have. <laughs> I have... What do you got, Coach? I've got two of them. Um, they are by far. I, I use them often. Knockers, knockers, yeah, and um, chesticles. Uh, yeah, that was watching from the up. office. Yeah, yep, coming up from the office. So yeah. check out the knockers on that chick. Yeah. Yep. Good. All right. Um, vagina. I've got two of them, and one is what I what I, what I use. Like I'll even like say in front of my wife, and that's biscuit. Yeah. <laughs> but then I have two others. That you know, if I'm with the fellas, I'll go with cooter or hoo ha. <laughs> hoo ha. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. Lord. I think girls will use hoo ha. By the way, yeah. They will. Oh, I completely. But cooter, I don't think as no. much. But yeah, that's a that's a guy term. Yeah. But you don't. It's it's like you don't look at that. Well, you no, know, there's no difference when you're wearing pants, right? So sure. You just go with biscuit. Yeah. Uh, for vagina, I went with a fur burger. <laughs> And I, I can't remember what it in a sentence, but I'll tell a quick story on this one. <laughs> I love the Furburger story. Yeah. So I was in, in, a, in a class, a training, whatever, and somebody started talking about those hats. Um, it's like the Russian-style hats. The that um, No, 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 no. Like a, like a Russian police officer would wear. Where you could unpin the the ear flaps and they would like hang. I am down underneath your chair. Yeah, you could hang down and and this gal um, started in the class full of very high ranking professionals saying, "Yeah, I used to wear a fur burger and we didn't really like the fur burgers." And we're all looking at each other, going, "You can't are you say kidding me?" She's saying fur burger, but apparently they named those hats. Where, where, and who were the other classmates? Um, the, that's an off-air discussion. Professionals, professionals, like, like and I know, uh, yeah, I just wow. I'll, I'll, from all over, not, the not country, from a, not from not all over the country, country though. So there was, yeah, yeah. Oh, so she was Jesus Furberger, like probably five or six times talking about these hats, and we had to inform her afterwards that you know that Furberger is a euphemism for. Vagine. Did she get that then? Did she go? Did she get red? And oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. she had no clue. Can so, you say what state she was from? North Dakota. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, Box. vagina. Box. Perfect. It's so good. It, it is. It's so good. It, it's go to, and it'll never get old. It'll it's be. never. It's it's got a multi decade run. Yep. Because it, it creates so many, that's what she says. Yes. Because there's so many like sports that involve a box of right. some kind. And oh, it's, yeah. Gotta be careful inside the box. Can't spend five seconds inside the box. Right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Hold on. Let's, uh, we're about, we, yeah, let's take, go to the list? take a little break. Okay. You turn off the music. 
He does a very good job at this. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I guess I'm very amateur at this. All right. Hey, we're back. Uh, Travis, I think you have something <laughs> new for us this week, don't you? What do you got? It's called Fill in the List. Here's what we're going to do, and I'll try to make this brief. Each episode, we are going to have one of us, one of us three, ask a question. It'll be a top five list. I'm going to start out, and I'm going to ask a question of the the guys, and they're going to try and come up with as many names on the list as they can in 90 seconds. And me in this case, but in the future episodes, the other guys, you're going to have 90 seconds to rant about something or just talk about something that pisses you off. Maybe you can talk about good stuff, but I've got some issues. So here we're going to start, okay? <laughs> Somebody's got a 90-second timer? Oh, coach. It doesn't that. have to be perfect. The most doubles in Major League Baseball history for a career started. Doubles, Major League Baseball history career. So as they're going through this, I got 90 seconds. I'm going to talk about something that just really, really bothers me. And it has to do with small print mandatory postings. You know, the ones that talk about minimum wage and, um, you know, here are your rights to complain about how you've been wronged, etc., etc. I was at the Mayo Clinic uh, two days ago getting an allergy shot, and they, have a, they had a notice of uh, patient rights. I don't even think they can call you patient. I think they have to call you uh, consumers or of medical services or something like that. And the posting is there just because it has to be there not for any legitimate reason with zero expectation that anybody's ever going to read it because oh by the way if you stand there and read your notice of rights in front of 800 people you have kind of you know kind of been that the, the the person that's oh they've got an issue here much much more than that you know any other hipaa violation so the other thing there are many, many people that believe in a, 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 a you know, too much waste, too much this, too much that, you know, the new green world, and of course we should waste stuff and we should recycle all stuff I believe in. Ten seconds. But, ten seconds. Yeah, so I, I got to finish this though. You, you guys take a couple extra time or a couple extra seconds. So these things that are printed that are read by no one, they cost money, they cost resources, and please put your money where your mouth is. So I'm going to um, conclude here, and we are going to see how the guys did. Oh, and I should mention, because this will be a reoccurring segment, you get one point for each correct answer, and we are going to do this over the course of a long period of time and we're to not be determined, and we will crown a champion at the end and we will decide what that champion wins so if you so so say the coach got one and josh got two well that doesn't mean that either of them are dumb or whatnot it just means that those are points that go to the total that's not an easy question and quite frankly i would have got zero literally i know i would have gotten zero oh, so shit. let's go on here so hold on is it we just have to name them in the top five we don't have to have them in specific chronological no, order. No specific right. order. One right. of the five. So, um, okay. Coach, that's just only because you're my left. Just go through. One through five. Who are your people? Uh, Ichiro Suzuki. Okay. Good Rick, one. Ricky Henderson. Okay. Ken Griffey Jr. Okay. Tony Gwynn Jr. Okay. Pete Rose. Okay. Zero. All right. It's one. You got one. Oh, one? One. All right. I'm going to name the same ones that I had with him. Ricky Henderson. Mm-hmm. Did you say Hank Aaron? No. 
So Hank Aaron, Babe Ruth, Stan Musial, and Ted Williams. Okay, you got one. You're tied. Here's the list. Trish Speaker, oh. Pete Rose, Stan Musial, Ty Cobb, Albert Pujols. The highest person, Speaker, had 792 career doubles, and number five, Pujols, had 672. And this is thinking stuff, and I think a good score through all of these, if we kind of maintain, I'm, you know, so uh, I'll just tell the folks, the first one that I was going to, to, to do was the most um, strikeouts in a year. Well, that's a great thing, but Ryan, Nolan Ryan, Nolan Ryan and Randy Johnson had four out of the five. And it's yeah. like, well, how do we really yeah. do that? So, Let me ask you this. We, so, yeah. we both had Ricky Henderson. Were you thinking speed? Yeah. I was thinking speed, too. I was thinking guys I think, that could stretch a, yeah. a single into a double. Yeah. yeah. I am. Um, and, and Ted Williams, because he just was a... Because he batted like over 300 for his career. Yeah. Well over 300 for his career. There's got to be a lot of doubles in there. Yeah. That's and Eventually, when I went down to Pete Rose, it's like, well... Well, fuck, he's got just a shit ton of hits. There's got to be some doubles yeah, in there. Yeah, the only guy I would have gotten was Pete Rose. Uh, well, I might have Sam gotten Ted Williams. Cool. That was nice. And, I, but, but I crossed I, off Yogi Berra yeah. to go with Stan Musial. Musial was a pole. I, random, like, yeah. And, and, and here's the thing. In the future, fellas, we can do this. Like, modern era kind of deal. Um Everybody in here is, I would consider a modern era, except for Trish Not Speaker. Trish Speaker, sure. Yeah, yeah. but and, and those are those are the things we, we got to learn from. So there you Balls. go. Right. So one one. Yeah, we just one point one for each. each. One yeah. for each. All right. All right, Josh, you and I are tied in the top of the standings. Perfect. I think we're about at the time where we do our statements never uttered. Statements never uttered. Love this. This is so much fun. I'm not giving this up. Um, so, all right, Justin, do you want to explain the statements never uttered? This is one of our statements like, never uttered. This like segment. This was one of the best ideas we've ever had to include into this uh, this podcast. This is statements Travis never uttered. Idea. Yes, these are statements that have never been said in the history of mankind, except for the most dire of circumstances. You've got a gun to your head. You have to say it, or all hell breaks loose. <laughs> it is of only uh, dire consequences that this would ever be said. Yep. You want me to start? I can start. If you're going to be the hammer, I oh, can then start. I'll, I'll finish. Yeah, okay. Uh, given the historical championship pedigree of the Brewers, I'm okay with the season coming down to needing a sweep against the Dodgers to make the postseason. Oh, it was lengthy, but very good. That's what she said. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. God, well he's done. sharp. Yeah, good work. He's, he's really sharp. Yep. After a trip into the Verizon... You know, I'm in a better mood now than I was before I went in. Because oh. <laughs> Verizon sucks. God, they're it's and, so And tough. you have to all have them because this is the only coverage that's good in this area. No, let me tell you, though, as, as bad as like it is walking into one of those stores, I had Sprint before I had Verizon. Mm. Holy shit. Terrible. Awful. Sprint's customer service is somewhere around um, the worst. Oh, it's bad. <laughs> And I was going to try to think of something witty to say, but I was half drinking. They're just and just like, yeah. <laughs> they're bad. They're really like bad. Spread out like a cobble. Okay. Um, oh. All right. So, statement number uttered by an anti-vaxxer. Oh, boy. Yeah, here we go. Where should I hang my college diploma? <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh. 
Whoa. <laughs> That's not the hammer? No. Oh, jeez. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, I know what I'm going with. <laughs> hey, you know that statement President Biden made was very clear, concise, and well-spoken. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with something that I had shit-canned until we heard it challenged. You have to be smart to be a senior government leader. <laughs> oh, Jobu. Ah, all right. Where are we at, buddy? All right. Statement never uttered by a homeless person. Hey, man, let's clean up our used needles from the park before we go job hunting. <laughs> Really good. <laughs> that is, oh, yeah, that's fantastic. All right, don't pull talk me to, off the ledge here. Talk to Digicopy about that yeah. one. All right, uh, this is my last one. I found this cute Airbnb in Kabul. I plan on renting for Christmas vacation. <laughs> it's the second time we said Kabul. Wait, for Christmas vacation. Cobble, cobble, yeah. It's better than Afghanistan. It's that place. Yeah, over there. Anyone over the age of 80. Not only do I love all kinds of replay, I wish we had it when Colfax and Drysdale played. Oh, God. The baseball reference. I thought it was good. It doesn't have to be controversial. No, no. There's not anybody at that age. That is willing or able to say, yeah, it's probably a good thing we are able to. Right. Yeah. All right, here we go. Oh, shit. Uh, no, 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 this isn't bad. This actually comes from, uh, I, I, it was a collaboration with Riley. Okay. Um, the, the gal at Jandos when, yeah. when we bashed on Justin's Instagram. <clears throat> Statement never uttered. Mmm, micro penis. <laughs> She came up with that? Yeah. <laughs> that's good. Hey. That's oh. good. So I, I, I told Riley, like, what phrase would you never follow? Mmm. <laughs> with. She, she just blurts out micro penis. <laughs> sharp, sharp kid. Yeah. Oh, Those were well good. Done. I liked that. Yeah. That was okay. fun. That was fun. Uh, what do you guys want to go with? A little bit of back to the brewers? Yeah. Or, yeah. Or, all right. Maybe. Before, maybe. maybe. What if? Ah, yes. All right. So, again, we have to preface this next segment by we're not saying that we think the Brewers are going to win the World When every knock on the wood conceivable, what would you do? Not even this year. What would you do? What will you do if the Brewers would win a World Series? We're not straight up jinxing anything like Ben did. Right. Yeah, our our friend will talk about that that later. We'll we'll talk about that later. Uh, But no, no. If the Brewers were to ever win the World Series, because of all the teams that I cheer for, the Brewers, I think, are the most least likely to win a World Series. Um, and, and we cheer for Are you talking teams. about win a championship? Or championship. The, yeah, what did I say? Uh, the Wisconsin team? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, he's a Bears fan. A Bears fan, sure. a, a Bucks fan, which they won, and, and a Brewer fan. The Brewers are more likely to win a championship uh, than, the Buc- or than the Bears. Well, whatever. I, I think they're probably maybe but. less likely than the Packers this year. Yeah. Well, anyway, okay. so what well, would you actually go. do? Because yeah. I, I know that I, I have something yeah. that I would do if they win the World Series. Mine's very simple. I'll start it okay. out. I'm getting a tattoo, and I have, like, what, two dozen of them now. And it's going to be the Bong Glove logo and maybe the, the year that they won. Oh, boy. That's, That's so good. So I'm I'm gonna do it. I've always thought for a long time. Have you ever thought about what ink on your body does, though, Josh? No. As I'm looking at 
80% of him covered <laughs> by some kind of something. Do you know that that's going to ruin your reputation as a clean cut? Boy, that brewer glove is going to be controversial. <laughs> right, yeah, it's so extreme. You're going to add another tattoo to you, Josh? Yeah. yeah. That's. Uh, I mean, that's it's what I'm going to do. I'm going to immediately get a get an appointment and go get the ball and glove logo. So I, I'll I'll go next because mm-hmm. mine's the exact same thing. Except I'm coming from an area in which I have no tattoos. You have no, you're gonna so this tattoo. would be my first tattoo. This would be oh. so. Now I have to preface this by saying if the Brewers were to win the World Series, I would have to wait until February to see if the Packers won the Super Bowl. Because I if the Packers win the Super Bowl, then I'm doing the Wisconsin uh, Packers Bucks, yes. yes, Packers Bucks um, um, Brewers logo all together. The triple thing. Yeah. I will do like this whole big 2021, 2022, or 2021 season victory type of thing. So I'll make it into tattoos. Yeah, yep. I'll make it a Wisconsin tattoo. Good, Travis. So one thing I had not thought about was um, was a tattoo. Um, I'm tattoo free, but if the Brewers were to win, I I I would do it. Um, Yeah, I would get a Brewers tattoo. It would be the the conventional, you know, the the throwback logo. Mm -hmm. Um, I I want to just say something, and it's not even so much to the question, but I want to somehow, some way, be part of honoring Bob Euchre. Yeah. Because he will, if, if, here's the biggest if in the world, if the Brewers start making that run, and it's like, oh, boy, this could happen, whether that be at the NLCS or the probably more in the World Series, and then Euchre's going to be focused. Why? Because the media people are going to need that, because oh, yeah. Euchre is a nationally known guy through his Belvedere stuff and whatever. Yep. So they will really, really hit on that, but from a... But from someone that remembers listening to Bob Euchre literally 40 years ago during my formative years, right. I would I would almost throw like potentially his name on my tattoo. Uh, maybe I don't know. I can't say that for sure. But maybe it would be more of just you know. With Bob Euchre's face wearing a Brewers jersey or something. Hold on, hold on. Let me Bob, Bob Euchre's special to me. He really is. He doesn't know me, and I. Let me make it better. If you're going to do a tattoo, Travis, if you're going to do the bong glove logo on, like, around the whole thing, do get up, get up, get out get of here, gone. gone. Oh, I mean, well, fast, and I mean, fast, that fast. hasn't changed one bit. I mean, really, oh, at my I age, when we're in 82 and, you know, when, and then, you know, I was you know, 14 then, but then when, you know, the drinking brew game started at age 17, 18 or whatever, it was the, I mean... Yeah, Euchre was really a part of it. Before the TV stuff, we didn't see much of the Brewers. It was Euchre. And he's a special guy because I think he's as legit as anyone. Oh, by the way, he's 87. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like our president is 78 and wants pudding, but Bob Euchre can, can, can tell when a ball is hit where it's going to fall within five, five feet of and, the uh, foul line. And you listen to Bob Euchre right now on the radio, and he sounds no different than he did 10 years no, ago. He, he legitimately... Doesn't no no and 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 it isn't just because we really love him. It's like I'm looking for a decline. 
There's no decline. There's no decline. Like, some, <laughs> I mean, you know, every once in a while, you can tell, like, a story of his will last probably a little bit longer than it did. But it's not, not anything that's like, God, this is it's unlistenable. uncomfortable. No, no, it's great. So, like, so, 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 so many of the Bob Euchre stories come when the, the team is really down or they're up by 20. Well, yep. back in the days, it was a lot more of the we're down <laughs> by nine runs going into the sixth inning. Yeah. And the stories came. And it's like everyone was true, everyone was legitimate, and he always had a sidekick that never, never tried to take the right. That really, I just really think admired him. And so, like, this is Bob's time. He's Every, telling the story. Everybody that walks in that in that booth with Euchre, who's his like side guy, they they all know their role. Like just yeah. Yeah, shut the hell and up. If you, and, 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 and and here's a public service announcement, folks. If you haven't seen Euchre's induction at Cooperstown, oh, do it because yes. it is fifty percent Bob Euchre funny, maybe forty percent Bob Euchre funny, and then the other sixty percent really serious, heartfelt. It's like it is as good as anything you've ever seen. He he does a shout out to Bob Costas, who's his buddy and whatnot. It's like yeah. Bob Euchre is is a special dude. They they asked him to come back and do a yearly yeah segment. He wouldn't do it. He he said no. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. They uh, so yeah, I don't want to be known as the funny guy. I'm, exactly. I, you know, people. Part of my success is being funny. But you listen to a game. Bob Euchre doesn't necessarily need to say one funny thing to be incredibly competent. What, right. What's incredible? Because most announcers, they aren't funny, and they're not meant to be. No, and I, I knew, so maybe this is just on me, but I knew Bob Euchre as a national celebrity before I knew him as a brewer announcer. And let me preface Whoa. that by saying I was young, you know, when he was doing the Miller yeah. Light commercials and he was doing the... Mr. Belvedere and and all that, and I knew him like Harry Dolan in the major league, just a bit up. Yeah, exactly. And then I real like it finally dawned on me like he's our play by play guy. He's a brewer. Tell you what, he's eighty seven and he's wittier than any of us three are. Yeah, he's special. And you know what? I think a World Series just because he really does. He when he starts talking about old players and. You know, when 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 you have like the Jeff Jenkins and the Ben Sheets that come back, only it's so many years. He really liked these yeah. guys, and he never he never badmouthed the other team. If someone was a raving asshole, he might lay out a little bit of, eh, he's kind of. But, but you, he's you really you knew if Euchre hated a guy or something. Oh yeah, he wouldn't come out and say. He didn't say it, but he said it. He yeah. said it in his way. Yeah, I I was always really um, kind of. Not sad, but disappointed that I wouldn't be able to raise a child listening to Bob Euchre. Because I was like, well, this was such a big thing in my childhood, listening to Euchre on the radio. And even going to Brewer Games at County Stadium and and when Miller Park just opened, we would listen to the radio broadcast while we're sitting in the stadium. You remember the story I told about the the fan line prone on the warning track? I'll never forget it. Yep, so... But the longer that he's been hanging on, the more I've been able to, like, and, you know, my daughter is in dance, so I have to take her to dance uh, when I have her once a week at least. And typically they're in the summer there are brewer games. So I will make sure that the brewers are on the radio when I'm playing this. And I, I make a mention to my son, like, hey, this is Bob Euchre. Well, what's Bob Euchre? Well, Bob Euchre is the greatest announcer that's ever uh, lived. He's a brewer's radio announcer. Hey, I got a bobblehead of him. Let's take a look at it when we get home. And I'm trying to, like, get him to... You know, maybe make a memory or two of this guy because right. I I didn't think that it was going to be possible, and he's hung on for so long. And 
Let me say, this is not Bob Uecker related, Justin, but let me talk to you about this for a second, about like baseball and your kids and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So my my youngest now is 12, and he's a baseball nut, as, as we've talked about a little bit before. Um, just the other day, maybe a week ago, Jack and I started playing MLB The Show. We mm-hmm. used to play like all the time, just fucking around or whatever. Yep. We started a playoff. We, you can do like a playoff. Like yeah. pick a team as a playoff. And we chose the Brewers, and... I'm the pitcher, Jack is the infield, I'm the outfield, and he's the hitters. Cool. And we started, you can position everyone you want in the brackets and, and do it. We played the whole thing through, and the Brewers won the World Series. If your son ever gets to that point where he can do that kind of thing, good God, do it. I have never seen, and look, this is video games, I get it, but the joy that I saw on my kid's face when he would hit a home run with Avi Garcia or mm-hmm. Colton Wong or something... Or when I like fanned a guy with with Burns with a nasty cutter, Jesus! And that is a new sort of kind of bonding where you can play video games with your kids. That kid literally was jumping around this living room, giving me high fives. It was amazing. Please, if your kid gets to that point, yep. and I do that with him. I'm not at the point where like baseball, but there's this stupid game on playstation fall guys and yeah, it's I'm it's well aware of it you're yeah. aware of fall guys yep. and i what was it the fluffy marshmallow cartoon looking yep. guys is how yep. i described it to them but we'll be playing that and we'll we'll take turns and rotate around and and every once in a while you know like i'll play one and then he'll play a couple and whenever he qualifies for the next uh, level, yep. it's always that. It's that exact same thing. Pure that you, ecstasy. Pure ex- yeah, pure like because it happens once in a while. Like, right. oh, I made it through this the windmill that doesn't kick me into the oblivion or yep. whatever. Yep. Video yeah. games, to some extent, suck because they take up so much time of those kids. But if you can play them with your kids, mm-hmm. there is very little difference than like shooting mm. hoops or you have to do that too. But it is a bonding experience. When I when I hear my kid, oh, he almost got it off the short porch. It's like, Jesus, that's yeah. a pure base. Anyway, that's my soapbox, but anyway. Nice. Yeah. All right. I'm just going to mention something real quick. Um, I want to say a big thank you to the St. Louis Cardinals for not picking up Colton Wong's oh, option. Oh, yeah. All right, so I think that their option on him was about $12.5 million. Yeah, it was very yeah. reasonable. And, and they turned it down. That it, it was a surprise turn down. And, and yeah, and Cardinals fans were really pissed about it. And Colton Wong is one of those guys where I think you it's a cliche. Until you see him every day, you don't realize just how fucking good he is. Yep. And and then you see him playing every day. Think about this, guys. We almost had we almost had uh, Kesson Hira playing second base. Now we have Kesson Wong or uh, uh, Colton Wong. Colton Wong playing second yeah. base. Yeah. So you went from somebody who was a defensive liability to a Gold Glover. Yeah. And by the way, he's also hitting leadoff yeah, and just, just fucking raking. Well. And you guys yeah. saw the the base running thing. Yeah. Right from third base. From third base. The, inf- the that didn't count as a sack fly because they had to actually go back into the rule book and find out that you can't have a sack fly in the infield. And right. you can't sack fly in an infield. But right, that is an RBI, yeah. I was I was actually watching the video just by coincidence of like these stupid base running things or or outfielders that caught a ball with two outs and they threw it to the fans and whatnot. It's like that was the opposite. That was just because it would have been real easy just to that is somebody that's thinking right. all the time. And that's, what, that's what the Brewers brought to the team for what ten million a year. 
it was something. And, and the Cardinals it's two years and a third year option. Do you think the Cardinals would have paid him that extra two and a half million now? Without a doubt. Good lord, sorry, that had to be brought up. Yeah. Um, can we please do the uh, good things athletes have done off the uh-huh. field? Because I'm going to be a fucking puddle. Do you want to go first or last? Because I'll start. Of that. I'll start. You want to start? Yeah, you can go for finish it, last, and then we can take a break afterward. All right. Yeah, I'm going to need it. Uh, mine is uh, Gilbert Brown. So not not necessarily like the big huge name, but we know Gilbert Brown as being the grave digger, the guy who played for the Packers for many years. He mm-hmm. was a staple. He played for a couple of other uh, the Vikings, I think, and another team or oh, so. Did he really? Yeah, he was that. like at the tail end of his career. Okay. Uh, he was sele- or he was drafted by the oh he was drafted by the Vikings, and I want to say he played for one more team, but Jacksonville, maybe. I don't know why that's fun to mind, but anyway. uh, I could probably look it up here mm. real quick. He played on 125 games for the Packers. Um, you know, he. Uh, we'll go on with your uh, yeah, good so, things he's done. So uh, Gilbert Brown is um, a guy from Detroit. Not no ties to the Wisconsin to the Green Bay community, other than he played football here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gilbert Brown created after he retired the Gilbert Brown Foundation. And the Gilbert Brown Foundation supports, um, in his activities, 156 children's charities in Wisconsin. So it's not just like, hey, I'm going to give money to a homeless shelter or something. It's uh, He designates children's. Yes. So, um, and just because of all of the stuff he does, I've met him a couple of times while camping. So, Mm -hmm. like, in Osseo at um, uh, Stony Creek. Like at least once a year, he'll have a little like event at Stony Creek. You know the the Gilbert Brown 5K, or he'll do something there that raises money, um, and then he supports um, uh, a whole bunch of children's uh, charities in Wisconsin. So he's he's designated, and, and because of his playing days, Wisconsin as his home. So he uh, will raise money, and and he does things um, to include. I had it here, and then I messed it up. Um, he has a Legends weekend where he brings back legends of the Packers mm-hmm. that he played with. Um, he'll bring uh-huh. in like Greg Jennings and Donald for, Driver for charity, for charity purposes. Um, they'll have some events. He has a wellness weekend where he um, <laughs> wait. Know, Gilbert Brown has a wellness yeah, weekend. Okay. The same guy that had a <laughs> burger at Burger King mm-hmm. had a uh, fucking like. Three bird, three yeah. patty, just yeah. this sloppy thousand, twelve hundred calorie mess. Uh, he has a wellness weekend for physical and mental health. Um, you know, bringing in former Packers to to um, you know just build this um, uh, you know base of money for charities in Wisconsin. Good. He does a telethon, so this isn't something that's like the big national guy. He's not raising millions and millions and millions of dollars, but sure. he's raising money. To support local costs. He's raising money that means a lot to the charities that he's giving Absolutely. to. Good Absolutely. Good for him. Good. Gilbert Brown. Travis. Derek Coleman. Um, I don't know the year. He's a Seahawks. Yeah. yeah. Derek Coleman. Uh, Seahawks fullback. Oh, okay. Okay. He was the NFL's first deaf offensive player. I, I guess I'm not sure who the first deaf def- Was there a... Deaf defensive player? No idea. There has to be if they said offensive player. Yeah, kind of a kind of a topic with me as my grandmother was deaf. So um, anyway, um, he had received a letter from a, a young girl um, who's also hearing impaired, 
um, he reacted to it. The the young girl is Riley Kabakalik, Kalabak, not important, but um, and her twin sister, um, who uh, who I don't think is hearing impaired. Anyway, he showed up suddenly to meet both girls, um, and the whole heartwarming event was captured um, by ABC's news. I, so it, it's just like okay. So- were they deaf? Were the girls? The, the 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 girl. One of the girls was was hearing impaired, and um, it sounds like um, she had written a letter. Hearing, oh my God, there's a professional football player. It's deaf, and he's doing this. And and then instead of just you know maybe writing back or a phone call, he shows up and shows and, and up. meets both of them. I thought that was that was really special. And part of it's like I said because of family, because of Grandma Joyce. But uh, that's a that's a special deal. Good no, for him. Didn't have to do it. So no, but it's not like. Well, like yeah. the family thing shouldn't. It's not like a, a takeaway. It's yeah. like yeah, he had a, a family member who, yeah, completely deaf. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, yes. <clears throat> what yeah. was his name? Uh, Derek Coleman. Derek so Coleman. With, with it looks like Larry Brown was the first known NFL player. Okay. Uh, Wasn't offensive. he a defensive back? He was a running back. Well, they're saying the first. Deaf offensive player. Well, yeah, I mean, that's not, I mean. Oh, he was just hearing impaired. But there's incredible, just think about the incredible challenges for a hearing impaired person in any any sport, right? Wait, you said offensive player? It says he was the first, he was a fullback. Oh, so I screwed that up. Yeah, I screwed that up because Bonnie Sloan in 1973 played defensive tackle. And there you Kenny go. Walker uh, was deaf because of meningitis and he played defensive line. There you go. All right. Close out Adams. So, buddy, yeah, you got you got Marshall. yourself uh, kind of a, a tearjerker here. Or what? Yeah, I think so. Okay, okay um, hold on. I'll stretch a little bit. Yeah, I need right. tissue. So, this is not a pro athlete. This is a college athlete. Okay. In 2014, Michigan State basketball star Adrian Payne. Never heard of him. Um, he was one of several players to visit an eight-year-old girl named Lacey who had been diagnosed with cancer. Huge Michigan State fan, and him and her formed a bond. One of the reasons was Payne's, the Adrian Payne's grandmother just died three months, or I'm sorry, a few months before he met her. So he felt a connection to her. They texted every day, called each other brother sister. She came on, uh, sorry, on senior day. He brought her out in the court, yeah, and gave her roses. That's that's incredible. She died right after the season. Mm. He attended her funeral. He said she wouldn't want me to be sad. I just wanted to keep winning games because I knew she looked forward to it. Once it was over, it just seemed like she had nothing else to look forward to. Awesome. So. This is not a guy that gave a bunch of money to, but he... He did. Incredible. It, he did something that was greater than money. It's memories. It's no, yep. it's, it's actual life. It's not... So that was a, a hard cutoff. We had to cut off there because it was... Yeah, that got real emotional for us. It was understandable. There was a sandstorm in here, and that there was like some rain going on, and it yeah. kicked up some dust, and there was a whole lot of shit going on that we just uh, yeah. He's got an HVAC problem here, and, 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 and so yeah. that's what I guess that's what happens when you yeah. Justin, how about your baseboards? 
Oh, yeah. So let, let's talk about things that uh, we tried to do, um, but really ultimately should have just hired somebody else to do. Yeah. Uh, so I had this like brilliant idea, you know, save some money and uh, make the house uh, a better looking product. <laughs> and isn't that what every guy does, though? Yes. Like, I got to yes. make this house like look and, really good before and so I try to sell it. I, you know what? And I, I should have known this, and it's because it wasn't even before selling it, I we wanted to change the doors from the wood hollow core doors to um, some six panel or six uh, thing white doors and change the door. So we were in the process of changing all of that out in the house, and so the goal was to paint the walls like this blue color and um you know change the baseboard the trim everywhere in the house to be white so i got the you know because that was the classy thing to do so i got the windows done let me ask you this was this your ex's idea or was this more you be honest i think it was a combination like it was one of those things like yeah this will look good when it's done all right fair enough so uh i did the trim around the window is all white and i didn't have to take those off i sanded it down when they're on the wall and i painted it white and it looked good so i said okay let's do this for the baseboard well i had the idea because i thought it would be easier just to replace all the baseboard and as i'm like taking the old baseboard off i thought well this is going to look this is going to look weird because it's different than the trim that's around the window. So let's just I will sand the baseboard down, I will paint it white, and it'll all look the same, it'll match and things will be fine. So I do this and then in this process we decide to sell the house and build a new one and I never really get around to sanding all of the pieces and painting them. So I have to put this baseboard back on because we're selling the house and you know painting walls and all of that bullshit. So I've already sanded down like three quarters of the baseboard. So I have to find a stain that's going to sort of match the rest of it, put it back on, figure out where the pieces went. It was a whole big fucking mess. And then in the process, I dumped an entire gallon of paint all over the carpet and that had to get replaced. So, I mean, it was just... You just kind of threw that in It was, yeah, it was just terrible. So... If I ever have the idea to replace baseboard or trim again, it's going to be done by someone who knows what the fuck they're doing and not me sanding things down and repainting it. Travis. Travis. My daughter and I uh, got into kind of ATVing, and, and several years ago I had a um, kind of a uh, midlife crisis ATV, and I had a a fairly decent one for my daughter and i'm like you know she's at an age where if she's going to keep doing this at some point i'm going to have to buy her a bigger one that's what she said yeah she had this little tiny 70 cc deal which was perfect go around dad and the property and whatnot and then i decided to be the cheap idiot bastard and i went online and i bought these chinese atv 110 cc put it together yourself and yeah it was this piece of shit that came with eh, four wheels engine whatever's all kind of uh 
you know, it, it came in pieces. Mm-hmm. And I had just enough ability to From follow China. Yeah, I had just enough ability to kind of follow the instructions and do it, but it didn't really matter because it sucked and like the tolerances on Chinese engines aren't apparently good because it <laughs> leaked oil having nothing to do with me. So put it together, it just sucked, it never ran, ended up disassembling it and throwing it in the dumpster, which is the third thing motor vehicle that I've thrown in a dumpster, <laughs> a John Deere L110 and a Kawasaki jet ski. But here's the additional twist. A good friend of mine, known to these guys, had a private airplane lesson or a license and an airplane, and he just <laughs> happened to be flying over my property. He told me ahead of time, hey, buddy, I'm going to be flying over your land. I didn't. I completely forgot about it, and all of a sudden this little airplane single prop comes over, and there were some pictures taken by this guy's wife <laughs> that he shared with me. And you know what I remembered out of all of it? I was only, I don't know, I was 40 then, 38, 39, I'm not sure, that I was fat. And I had these fat rolls, and they were captured from the air. And I'm like, (laughs) and that's what I was rattled about. But anyway, never buy a put-it-together Chinese whatever. So, you know, uh, and uh, I will share with these guys later that there is a Facebook picture on my, what did the kids call it, a profile? of me standing with my daughter and this Chinese machine that if you didn't know it was a rolling piece of shit, you'd be like, oh, that looks cool. So that's that's mine. Um, Josh, oh, have you ever, oh, what? Hold on one second. Let's what? take a little break and we'll come right back. Tobu says, fuck you. I do it myself. Good. All right, I think we're back. Um, are we back? Yeah, I think we are. We're actually recording now as opposed to the other... Uh, so can can I can I mention what just happened? I think I need to mention what just happened. Uh, maybe. What do you want to talk about? How are you going to pull that off? Yeah, that's what she said. Let's just continue. Yeah. Right. Okay. Perfect. I'm going to say one thing real quick. I am so goddamn fucking sick of Kobe Bryant. Yes. And oh yes. Can I can I say something? It could have been my Bruce of us, but please. I want to say something after please. I pour my. Oh, all right, Justin. That's what do you gross. have to say? I can't drink that. So you have something to say about Kobe Bryant? Mike? He died tragically. He was young for mm-hmm. the human race. He was a good basketball. He was player. a great, exceptional top ten. Probably he is a Hall of Fame basketball yep. player. Yes, he is. He also sexually assaulted a woman and settled while married. One face criminal yes. charges while married to the mother's children yep we need to just go ahead and just move on from kobe bryant it was a sad story realistically i'm more saddened in that story for his children. daughter the ch- for his daughter the children the pilot the, the other, other passengers yeah for the other passengers i'm sure the pilot had i mean his not negligence but will not willingness to stand up and Whatever. to kobe bryant and say we can't fly in this weather uh, I, I think there were a lot of things that had to do or that that played into this, but for the constant multiple sports <sighs> washover of this Kobe Bryant stuff, yes. you know what he, he he was a good basketball player. He was probably top ten ever. Oh, he's in that category. He's in the uh, top ten ever. Uh, no, those top five that, modern era. I think. Modern era. Top hold five. On. You okay. know what? You know who else died this year? Hank Aaron. Yes. You know who, who deserves more accolades than Kobe Bryant? Hank Aaron. Hank fucking Aaron. Right. 
Hank Aaron elaborated against the assault. sexual assault. No. Kobe Bryant settled in civil court of a sexual assault case so that he wouldn't get charged criminally for it. Right. Kobe Bryant could have been a sex offender. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and when we talk about Hank Aaron, it's not just Hank, but there's tons of others. But, but, but Hank Aaron accomplished what he accomplished in really really horrible racial situations he legitimately overcame some horrible fucking rotten shit and colby you didn't right no no and and it's not like colby died in his prime he had already retired retired. okay he was gone okay yeah it's sad i get it the colby bryant crash my god how many people died in that six seven yeah there were to include one daughter yeah yep I, I bet you could argue from a true, like, human decency from what we know. Don't know everything about everybody, but, but Kobe Bryant, what we do know is he did some nasty stuff. Uh, we, we've covered it. I think I said Kobe Bryant was my douche of the week based on his, like, mm-hmm. anti-gay, like, slurs that he throws across the floor. He's a Kobe has been a prick who's one of the best athletes ever since he fucking started. And oh, by the way, Kobe Bryant grew up in an affluent area outside of Philadelphia, and it wasn't until his sexual assault allegations that he got quote-unquote street, street cred. Not my words, the words of others that said Kobe wasn't respected until he was accused of sexual assault. Look it up. Yeah. Uh, Frick. I, I'm going to make kind of a weird comment here. Okay. A uh, uh, weird request. Does Kobe Bryant deserve to be in the Dave Blistouche Hall of Fame? Like, is he does, not already? Did I not, he's not put him in there? Kobe Bryant is not in it. Does he deserve to be in it? Or are we just going to like... I think he's a, he's a douche for sure, but Hall of Fame, maybe. I'm, I'm not... I, I need to no, do some more. No, I'm, I'm leaning towards no. I don't I'm leaning either. towards That's no. what I was leaning toward too, but I... I didn't know well, if I'm glad, I'm glad you brought it up because oh that's how we make those decisions. It's like, no, no. I don't think so. I yeah. don't think he's a Hall of Fame. Because if, look, if he hadn't died, I don't think we'd put him in the, in the Hall of Fame. Douche. That's true. We wouldn't be talking about him as much. Well, not the Hall of Fame. We put him in the, he's a douche and he's been a douche, but exactly. you're right. Exactly. I, I, yeah. Yeah. That's really right. good. Let's move on. Two. Do you guys have something you want to hit before? How Your mom. Hey, hey, how about the uh, dumb athlete quotes? Yes. I'll start. I love this one. Go ahead, John. Dumb athlete quotes. Are, are we going to do dumb and then go around and then arrogant and then go around? Do you want to hit your dumb and then I arrogant? Will, uh, okay, I'll do them both at the same time. That's what she said. Nice. Uh, my dumb athlete quote comes from Mickey Rivers. He was an outfielder for the Yankees. He played in the 70s and the 80s. Um, he was speaking on his relationship with Yankees management. Me, Billy, as in Billy Martin, and George, George Steinbrenner. Me, Billy, and George are two of a kind. <laughs> Wait. Yeah. Me, Billy, and George are two of a kind. I remember hearing that. That's a true story. Yeah. I don't think the math. There's uh, um, three of them there. Yeah. Yeah. Arrogant athlete quote. My arrogant athlete quote comes from Patrick Ewing. At this time, Mm -hmm. he was the president of the Players Association during contract negotiations. What did Patrick Ewing say? Patrick Ewing said, sure. 
NBA players make a lot of money, but we, we spend, spend a, a lot, lot of money. too. This is so good. So this category, I have two of them, and it, and it really starts, you know, kind of colluding between what's arrogant and what's dumb. I'm just going to spout them both out. Mm-hmm. Tito Fuentes, maybe if her, let me start that again. Tito, Tito Fuentes. Fuentes. He was a ball player in the 70s, and it wasn't until I did a little research that wait, he wait, was. Wait, Tito what? Fuentes, wasn't he a, like a bongo player? Maybe. <laughs> But he definitely played baseball in the 70s and okay. Major League Baseball. Okay. Well, apparently he was kind of an asshole before his time and was kind of dancing around the box. and <laughs> the box. <laughs> I didn't even know box. I didn't even, I didn't even mean that. Yeah, That's my favorite vagina term. Anyway, he got knocked down a lot by pitchers. And here's this quote after a game after being knocked down. They shouldn't throw at me. I'm the father of five or six kids. <laughs> Yeah. And I was trying to determine oh. how many kids he actually has. I was unable 13. to determine. But so, yeah. So I'm going to. Six? Yeah. So I'm going to move he's on. Not here. Sure. Everybody everybody remembers um, Latrine Sprewell choking out PJ. Latrell Sprewell. Yeah. PJ Charles. Right. So, you know, everybody kind of remembers that. And he'd made a he'd made a statement about. Putting food on the table. Yes. Yeah. So he had a couple yeah. gems, but here's yep. number. Here's kind of maybe his third most famous thing, and I didn't know about it until today because I'm like, God, this guy has to have done other dumb shit. So I did a little research. Well, sure enough, here's a quote when he was in a contract negotiation slash dispute with the Minnesota Timberwolves. He said, "Why should I help them, the Timberwolves, win a title? They're not doing anything for me." That was when he was under contract and making $14 million a year at a time where $14 million was really kind of really big. It was the equivalent of maybe $20, $25 million yeah. today. <sighs> and that was his quote. Again, why should I help them? <laughs> They're not doing anything for me. The then maybe top five player salary in the NBA. They're the not doing anything... Yeah. Anything for him except paying him, paying, 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 him, paying him more than millions of dollars yeah. to play games. Well, Latrine's wow. pretty well. I don't know what he's doing. We could research it, but my guess is if he's not in prison or dead, I'd be surprised. Yeah, oh, you know, he's living off a yacht. And yeah. Who knows? All right, very good. Uh, my dumb athlete quote. This actually comes from Twitter. So apparently, in 2012. Um, this is actually really good. I'm like, I gotta tip my hat to this guy. Um, A's pitcher Brandon McCarthy got hit in the head hmm. with a with a line drive, yep, about right. a 120 mile line drive. Ooh, yeah, That's <laughs> fast. Yeah, went to the went to the hospital, and <laughs> before he was about to be like discharged, he tweeted, "Quote." Well, if being discharged from the hospital isn't the best time to ask about a threesome. Then I'm fresh out of ideas. No way. Yes. God, give yeah. me more. Yes. I, that is... That, He's my favorite guy. When, when, when did this happen? happen? 2012. Okay, I can miss that part. I, I so in 2012, he tweeted that. That is incredible. Isn't that good? Love it. Uh, well, what's his name again? Because I... Brandon, Brandon McCarthy... McCarthy. Tip of the cap to you. He's not like in baseball and gets an name. Oh, no. Thank you, sir. Right. And he was smart enough and witty enough to say, pretty much everybody's doting on you. What can I do for you kind of thing? And he's like, 
because he, he's playing on on the fact that his wife might be thinks he's right? dead. Yes, exactly. His wife is probably thinking this guy's dead. Like, what am I gonna do? And then, and that that's cut to it right now. What is every male's dream in our nation? Threesome. Threesome. It's what it is. It's With it, two it, females. You know, you are you are born that way, mm-hmm. and right. It's just. It's nothing to be ashamed of, but not everybody can. I believe he tweeted it. He didn't just send his wife a message. And you know what? He tweeted it. He's got some plausible. Oh, if he really, really, really had to, he could say, "I had a head injury." (laughs) There, there is not usually. He his head injury wasn't that bad because I was genius. There is a uh, a quote in or a line in the movie Office Space. That uh, what would you do with a million dollars? And he responds, two chicks at the same time. Because mm-hmm. a guy like me wouldn't be able to get two chicks without a million dollars. Right. So, um, I'm going to move on to the arrogant athlete quote. Yeah, it's, oh. it's good. All right. The Josh, Zlatan, the Zlatan Ibrahimovic arrogant athlete quote right. of the week. This is so good. Okay. Guys, I'd, I I thought that I had like drained the well of Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Right, right. This is good. There was a photo taken of Zlatan Ibrahimovic with some other soccer player where they were, like, embracing, and it looked very... Um, sensual? Sensual, thank you. So a female reporter joked to Zlatan that... that are you gay, Zlatan? Uh-oh. Yeah. Zlatan's response, <laughs> response was this. Come to my house and you'll see if I'm gay. And bring your sister too. Oh, yes, yes. Just when I thought I couldn't like a man more, love the Zlatan. Oh, that's fantastic. Does this guy exist? Oh my god, a picture of him. Hey, that's fantastic. Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. Zlatan, you are gold. Kind of your left hand. Yeah. Oh my. Zlatan is. I've seen the photo. The photo is. It's very like like you said sensual. Yeah. But Zlatan just brought out the fucking bazooka and said, "Oh, and your sister." And your sister. My God. I, when I first saw the quote, I, I thought it was like a, a dude like when you about when it. you brought up Zlatan several months ago, I'd never heard his name and still outside of you haven't heard his name. I couldn't pick him out of a lineup because I haven't looked at his pictures but this guy is really incredible right i mean it is the rest of the world missing yes, a whole bunch yes, of lot they, uh, they are. this guy is just fucking gold so i and, and you know what to me you know this so much of the arrogant stuff that i would because i'm the 80 year old guy when it comes to being an asshole on the field he's bringing a, a dimension that is like it's a likable funny Oh yeah, and he's got a lot of uh, yeah. a lot of quotes that are actually really good, like motivational quotes, like like I never stop pressing. Like as soon as you stop like being yeah. your best, then then you're behind. There, the there's obviously certain things you'd like him to say differently and better, and he's probably no fucking perfect gem. But some of the shit is just so good, yeah. that you can't not like it, yeah. right? Exactly. Okay. So, all right. All right, we got that out of the way. It's raining outside. Yeah, it is pouring. Can we do a Bruce of us? Yeah. Bruce of us. 
Yeah. All right, uh, Justin, you want to introduce the Brewstivus and talk about like what this is? Brewstivus is derived off of Festivus, and if you are a fan of Seinfeld, you know that Festivus was a, uh, a holiday celebration um, around the Christmas time to speak of um, the airing of the airing of the grievances, the poll. Uh, or the pole instead of a Christmas tree. Hey, I've got simple. issues with you people. i got issues Breakfast with you people, are, yeah. and I'm going to tell you about it. Uh, <laughs> we've kind of uh, brought this over to the sports world, and uh, we're going to air our grievances of things in sports. Yep. I, I'll start because good, my... Good. No, that was a great summary, and I think it's good to be reminded of, of that, what it, what it really means. Mine's kind of a hybrid Festivus, Brewstivus. Mm-hmm. Okay. I um, take pride and uh, enjoy my German Bundesliga soccer club. My adopted SC Freiburg, I will uh, wake up early enough tomorrow morning to listen to or to watch the game or to watch the match. I will uh, uh, celebrate victories and mourn defeats. I will um, uh, accept uh, Freiburg as a team as if they are a Wisconsin team for me. Okay. The problem is they're in Germany and they're not one of like the high dollar German teams where they have their stuff sold on like Fanatics. So I have to literally purchase my goods of Freiburg Apparel from their sport club um, fan shop. The problem is then that gets shipped from Germany and goes to the United States Postal Service because they don't ship UPS or FedEx or anything. And if any of us have shipped things with the United States Postal Service before, we know that it sucks more dick than Adam Lambert. It is a terrible, terrible, terrible way to send packages if you're going to send things, it should be UPS, it should be FedEx. They're for profit. Um, they do things well. The USPS loses things all the time. So your it's issue so is that you order something from my Freiburg, issue. Yeah. My issue is um, it got shipped through um, Germany to USPS and not a private company, and the USPS sucks. Uh, so I can't right. get my fan apparel without having to deal with the United States Postal Service, and they suck. Okay. I told you it was a blend. I don't have. Uh, I don't have any issues uh, with this this week. This is going to be a little bit uh, potentially controversial, but I want you to follow me. West Bend Mutual. West Bend Mutual, fifty dollars for every double. How often do we hear it, right? Okay. Yeah. Follow me here. Following. 280 doubles last year. 50 bucks. Every double. To the MAC fund or... To the MAC fund. Now, the MAC fund is childhood cancer. That's what the CC, I think it's Milwaukee area childhood cancer. It is an incredibly great charity, and who could ever deny it? So... Here's my point, and I will summarize it, and I know there could be blowback. <laughs> blowback, that's yeah. what he said. From you guys or others. But 
Now, I am very well versed in charitable donations for my personal life and how important it is and whatnot, and I completely understand, before I say what I'm about to say, that it is completely reasonable to put your name to get some benefit out of charitable donations, whether it be Quick Trip or Ford or Chevrolet or whatever. I get that. Okay. So, West Bend Mutual gives $50,50 for every double. They get a whole lot of goddamn airtime. You can go an entire day. Oh. <laughs> you know where I'm going. Yeah. So I go on the West Bend Mutual Foundation page, and I see that they've got there. Okay, here's the deal. $50. My God, that's embarrassing. You go a thousand or you go one hundred or two hundred per double, you write a check for either twenty eight hundred for a hundred or whatever. You get an incredible amount of exposure. Your your exposure has to be commensurate for what you get. How many doubles did you say last year? Two hundred and sixty some. It's fourteen twenty eight hundred. It was fourteen they gave fourteen hundred grand in two thousand nineteen. Fourteen thousand dollars. Fourteen thousand oh, dollars. Yeah. And I want you to understand, but keep in mind, these big companies, now West Bend is not American Family, they're not State Farm, they're not, True. I mean, I, I understand that, but they're not huge, but they're every right single That's double, you hear it, I heard it yesterday, I'm listening to Euchre, and there's $50, it's like Josh Miller, Coach, and Travis could donate $50 per double over a year and not really affect our lifestyle too much if we really did it. This is a multi-hundred million dollar operation. It is, I, I recognize that that is just one of their, one of their outlays. Go to West Bend Mutual and see their grants and to see some of the things. I want everybody to individually think of kids with cancer versus what some of these things are to include arts and okay um folks you, you gotta give you gotta give a hundred dollars per double i'm gonna leave i'm gonna leave it at that and, um, and even is, even yeah. then it's 28 or it's uh twenty eight thousand dollars it's twenty eight thousand dollars twenty eight thousand dollars is nothing and the amount of airtime that you're getting yeah. for for your yeah. advertisement dollars 50 bucks it, it's not too much different than the express it would be like you're listening to a radio game of the express and it's like mark and johnson which is a great company that it by yes. the way has been incredible for our but mark and johnson isn't west bend mutual and that, that would be like, hey, $50 for Mark and Johnson for that Eau Claire Express. It's like, yeah, that seems about right. Yes. Folks, that's minor league bullshit. It's not even minor league bullshit. It's, it's summer not, college bullshit. It's summer college bullshit. You, you, you're not a major league baseball sponsor, and you get 50 fucking dollars. It's, it says Josh is going to donate a dollar for every time the Brewers win this year. Yeah, so, so it's a I, I, so I, I, that's that's what, it's a personal opinion, I, and I recognize you can say, well, good, they give fourteen thousand. Yes, they did. But that, that's um, recognize that that it's they did not give they did not give a check for fourteen thousand dollars. They had their name mentioned after every single double for about ten seconds. And when you start and when you start calculating yep. what what advertisers pay for sports, it is an incredible bargain. Oh yeah. by the way, there's a tax write off too. So yeah, that's that's look at that. Travis, I think what you're saying is they could legitimately pay ten thousand dollars for every double. I'm not saying that amount. That's not. That's, that's a, not a, reasonable. A thousand dollars. They could pay a hundred dollars easily. I'm just saying double. It. I'm easy. saying double it. Because they, they do have other 
things. And it's, not, American, yeah, it's, it's not that not, they're not charitable. It's not American. But, but they are benefiting. It's not progressive. But the one thing they're state. benefiting from with all of these other, and when you go on there, there's an incredible amount of Milwaukee area stuff. The only thing that they're getting any return on because the inner city, you know, the typical charities yeah. don't have major airtime, so yeah. it, it it does suck. All right, I'm gonna okay. my uh, my Brucevus is I don't know a little bit lighter maybe. I am so sick of every single scandal being called X Gate, mm. like like the when mm. when the the Patriots recorded the Rams before everything the, is gate. The flight gate. The flight gate thing. Oh, the by, flight oh, by the way, the Watergate apartments still exist, and they're a very yeah, high-priced, nice area. Yes, they are. But everything is gate. Gate. Everything's gate. Everything is gate. It's so lazy. It's so lazy. Just come it's, up with something else. It's like, like our local news thing. Uh, never mind. I won't don't get going. Yeah, I know what you're saying. On that. Um, do you guys have an anti-Bruce fist? Something that makes you feel awesome about sports that you just love? Like seeing, hearing, whatever, an anti-Bruce of us. I, I, I think I've said it before. I'm going to continue to say it because it's just the big thing that draws me into sports: the camaraderie, the feeling of um, seeing the guys in the in the dugout actually enjoying what they're doing. Like this isn't. Mm-hmm. Like us going to work every day and like trudging through the day or whatever. It legitimately looks like the guys that are in the bullpen, the men and women that are playing professional sports, truly enjoy what they're doing. Uh, and I'll bring it back to the Brewers here because this dugout, this team is something that we haven't seen in a while. They are uh, players that enjoy what they're doing. They're having fun. They're encouraging each other. You look down and Willie Adamas is sitting on the, you know, he's injured and he's still sitting on the fence of the bullpen or of the uh, uh, dugout cheering players Listen, on. Listen, he's doing Travis. that right now. We're watching in real time. You're, you know, right. they're, they're talking. They're Right. This is this is something that these are million dollar athletes playing a game that they could and nobody would blame them sit on the bench and be really really focused and not have fun like kids. But they're having fun. Yeah. They're enjoying it. Yeah. And that's what I like to see. If if these guys are making millions of dollars, I like I like to see them having fun with it, knowing that they're playing a sport, that this is bigger than them. This is about enjoyment of people that are watching yeah. them and having fun. Here, here's what I'll say about that, Justin. You're absolutely right, and it's great. What I think that that means is, like, fans are super invested. We're invested. Yes. Right? We're invested. We love it when we see the players as invested as yes, we are. Yes, 100%. They, I, I almost yeah. guarantee that, and, and Willie... The team was different after Willie Adamas came on it. I don't know if they're as yeah. uh, as invested if the Brewers fans aren't in the game as well. Oh, for sure. It's a give and take. Like yes. They have to be there. Now, you said that you haven't seen it in a while. I'll disagree a little bit because you remember when, when people lost their minds when Orlando Arcia got traded? He was that same kind of guy. Now, now Adamus like delivered on the field. Maybe not the same uh, skill set. It was not the same skill set. That's that's what I'm saying. But he was still that same. But no, to your point, Josh, I think you're right. You you want to see like you invest yourself as a fan. Like it's you know completely invest yourself as a fan. You want to see the players do that same thing. You don't want to see a million dollar athlete like just like uh, uh, look. I'll tell you guys a story. When we went to Washington. 
to see the Brewers play the Nationals. Uh, Jonathan VR sat up on the dugout, on the top yeah. of the dugout. He never once, well, not never once, but he his attention was 80% in the stands and 20% in the field. He was looking for girls. He was looking for girls. Yeah. And it's like, ah. See, there's a, there's a fine line there. Like, I, I, I appreciate that. I mean, that's awesome. But right, was he really doing that? Oh yes, hundred percent. But you also you also yeah. saw Craig Council at the um, uh, Arlington National Cemetery yeah. and Tomb of the Unknown, Soldier. of the Unknown yeah. Soldier. So you also saw like the other half of the the team that is still there. You know, the leader of that team recognizing the true things that you should be paying right. attention. Right. Right. But yeah, and my point is like VR was yeah. not engaged so, like yeah. Adamus and so Arcia was. So let's so. go back a second to what what I witnessed. So, can you imagine Tony La Russa doing what Craig Council did to Teles? No. no, no, it was it was. I mean, and Teles, and here's the kind of thing that I hope the players picked up on. Teles should have slid, but he, you know, it's kind of the ends justifying the means, right? He scored and he came back. Mm-hmm. And he's this big guy that, oh, by the way, doesn't run that bad. Well, he's, right. he's not like the slowest player in the league, maybe he's not even on the team. Guy. So he comes back and. And council, and they're giving him shit. When council turned to him and said, "You need a respite," and it was just like, and I heard it. Nobody else heard it. Yeah, that's all exactly twenty what people you... around us heard us in the dugout, and it's like, boy, how much of that happens that you don't? Hear? It's exactly what you hear out of high school baseball. It, it's what and you hear. And, and, and I wish I would have been able to hear what Burns said to him because I didn't. But right. Burns said something to him. He's pointing him, and he has this grin. Of a seventeen-year-old, and he's making fun of him. He's pointing at him. He's saying something. I don't hear it, but it's like, yeah, my God, a a boy. It was neat. It was really cool. So good. and and so so the the question becomes, how what do we know about like other dugouts, other teams? I bet other. I mean, even if you're a Brewer player and you know exactly how your clubhouse works and you know exactly how your bench works, do you really know like? what the Yankees are or the Giants or name a team, you might have some borderline idea because maybe you've got a friend that went and whatever, but it's like, are we maybe as close a team as anyone? Maybe not the best, but are we? do we have as good a, a, a group of guys as anyone? And I, I would say we, we're probably in the conversation. Look, you know, wins mean everything, right? But you bring Adamus in and he does, and all of the people say, when Adamus came, it changed. It wasn't just as on the field it came. It's like Craig Council says. It's like that means something. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what. What really signaled to me that the Brewers clubhouse was like at the top of the list when when do you guys remember when Lorenzo Cain was a free agent? Yeah. No one thought that he would. What you, yeah. Just, nobody just, thought no, he would no, sign with the Brewers. Right. He he reached out. Yes. They, he said, "Do they want me?" Yes. There's no way Lorenzo Because Cain, that reputation, not just this year, but when yep. did he sign? 17, 18? Yep. Right? Exactly. Signed with the Brewers? Yes. Was Cain? it 17, 18? I, I yeah. Was that that long ago? Yeah. Holy yeah. Oh, yeah. He's almost done. Holy shit. So, so, so the question becomes, throughout the league, mm-hmm. is the reputation this? Okay, maybe it's not the biggest payday in the world, but you're going to love it it's here. It's going to be fun. Jesus is that the yeah. reputation? Yes, Maybe. of course it is. Because uh, Musaka signed for another year. Yes. Uh, Yelich signed for under what he could have under made. Under market value. Well, of course, everyone. Do you maybe want to not play in an in a media market that just 
every single day it it's your last day yeah. four for four you're god oh for four oh for seven oh what's wrong well, do, do you want to answer that because if you listen to questions like and this goes to the packers and whatnot it's like listen our local media is really tame on bad performance oh for sure to 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 maybe to maybe yeah. a fault mm-hmm. and if i'm Yelich and I come from the Marlins and I remember do you remember I told you that I played I, I had left field seats in the second row and mm-hmm. got 2014-15 when I went down there and Yelich was just I just just seemed happy and fucking Yelich yeah. he's just another guy right and but you come from there where there's nobody shows up and Yelich was kind of the a brand where he could have gone to one of these big one of these big name yes cities yep but maybe you don't want that kind of scrutiny and you we, can still be the man we've right? talked about that he i know he he believes in what they're doing yeah in the, in the system that they have and he likes counsel and he could have gone to the he could be the yankees in two years and Easily, yeah, well, but he didn't. He signed up. What would current council be worth as a Yankee or a? a well, oh God, Mike, you can't even calculate, right? But, but right. there comes if you're wired in a certain way, maybe you can tolerate that. But I'm like, if I'm one of the best, boy, oh boy, I, that's a tough decision, right? The thing is, because people, a lot comes with that big payday. So here's what it what it when you play in Milwaukee. You tend to stay, okay? No big free agent is going to sign. Garrett Cole was not going to sign with Milwaukee, okay? But when you play there, Yelich played there. He stayed. Moustakas played there. He stayed. Kane played there early, and he stayed. They they respect, like, just how, like, like level the fanship is. Like, we love you regardless. Keep playing. It's it, they. It's not that, <laughs> and I and I think other players maybe thrive on something a little bit of different too. Right, so it's and, not. And it comes, Justin. This is a good point. I'll bring this up right now. You talked about this in a text. Avi Garcia, who's been their best player, one of their best players. Yep. He's he is going to be a free agent. It'll be very very interesting to see if Avi sticks. I around. bet he comes back because. Who is his best friend on the team right now? Garcia, he's there for years now. Yep, yep, I agree. If they give him a medium market contract, fifteen to eighteen million dollars a and, year. And that's what we just talked about. When you when, hope so. When play, that's not a guarantee. You nope. can't you can't like draw a player who's played in Seattle or or uh, San Diego and draw them to Milwaukee. If they play in Milwaukee, they will understand. Wow. Yep. I really like Craig Council. I, I like the 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 atmosphere here. They'll stay. I, so let me let me go back a little bit because this is ages ago, but it's not like free agency didn't exist. Your core brewers, your Molitor and Yount, and this might be a little bit out of the picture, but I think it does go to show what what they have embedded. Mm-hmm. And and Robin Yount in his peak year, God, what was it, three million or something crazy like that? It's like. <laughs> These there were much bigger contracts in these other markets, and yeah, I think it's the personality of each player, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and now look, the Brewers have a have a thing now where they have uh, what three starting pitchers on basic contracts. It's very much it's very much similar to the 
NFL when we have a rookie, rookie contract quarterback now now before you know Matt Stafford came yep, out exactly yeah. so uh-huh. they they have right. that window and yep. I that's what surprised me that they didn't go for like a Chris Bryant or a big bat or whatever but they fit pieces well, that were going to be I'll tell you what Escobar's that big bat he's not the He's not the stereotypical big guy that's going to play a corner position, but he he's can play, play multiple positions, and yep. that's what the Brewers are. Is you can play multiple positions, you can play different roles. And yep. All right, uh, let's do a quick. Anti-Bruce of us, what do you got? We're fucking killing it this episode. I'm just saying right now, I'm throwing mm-hmm. this down. This is a top five episode. I agree. Uh, Anti-Bruce of us, I'm going to start with this. Some of them makes us feel good about sports. Didn't I say that already? Did I say that or was it just in my head? It was in your head. Okay. Okay. I love, love pine tar just covered in a helmet. Nice. When a helmet is covered in pine tar, yeah. When I see that guy, that's the dude who's gonna slide. Who's the Who's the Reds guy that's helmet is basically a yellow C, but you know it was white and he's never taken it off. See, I always think about Craig Biggio. Yes, Craig Biggio just covered him like literally covered in pine tar. It's not just his helmet. Like his forearms, everything was just caked by pine tower. My anti-Brustavis is the just the joy of looking at the players and watching them play and just having that fun. Like they know that this isn't just a game. This yeah. is just a game. It's just a game. But it's they're making their money. They're it's more than just themselves. They're making other people happy. It's the joy and fun of the game. Yeah. That maybe that's because we were talking about that and that got no. Bad, I just, no, that fits. Fits well. That's what she said. <laughs> it fits well. Oh. Huh. Travis. Anti-Brustavus? Anti-Brustavus. I'm going to go back to what, what I talked about before with, with having the opportunity to hear some of that dugout chatter. Most of it was yeah. just for that half inning. But I want to think about, and I say this having no idea what the other teams do or whatever. So maybe I'm talking on my ass. But I cannot imagine a New York Yankee or a Dodger dugout with a mm-hmm. with a with a with a Brent Suter, oh, no, just being that guy, or or you know, I mean, I've watched lots and lots and lots of baseball, and just to have a manager turn around at big big Rowdy Tellez and ask him if he needed a rest with a big ass smile, <laughs> and he's got oh, and this is this is another thing. So God, who who was it? It was uh, uh the. Woo! So that they, um, what if? Right, and you know he he's a down south fellow, and I don't know what player it was, but they were doing this southern accent, the woo, <laughs> and it was just like this. Oh my god! It was just, it was neat. Nobody's supposed to know what. I mean, it's not it's not a secret. It's nothing awful, but you know, and they're doing this, this this. I think the Brewers have a dugout that is is conducive mm-hmm. <laughs> to, 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 I mean, obviously, you know, if you look at every World Series in the last 30 years, you've probably had some button-up dugouts that are all professional, all business and whatnot, but, you know, it's, it's kind of a Milwaukee thing. If you're, if you're the Packers or the, 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 the Brewers and you're, you're smaller market, doesn't mm-hmm. it just fit a <laughs> little bit better to have that? The, yes. You know, obviously nobody's going to name Brent Suter as the top three keys of a Brewer run if they make one. But the guy is just absolutely fucking hilarious. And Willie Adonis, what do you hear about Willie? 
Well, his ability is like one A, but one B is, oh, God, the attitude he brings yep. and the spirit that he brings. It's like everything changes. It's like, my God, did his attitude even mean more to his on-field play? Maybe it does. But what are the other players around him? How do they respond to it? You know, do, do you have a buttoned-up player that's just a prick? Do you have? No, I don't think so. I think they're, you know, Yelich is... Business uh, as usual for neat. most of so, them. So that was, you know, right. Would you a little bit around the way, a roundabout way of saying that the Brewers Clubhouse, I think, is is really neat. Fun. Yeah, fun. And, yeah, we've said it. And uh, doesn't would, it would fit? you rather doesn't have fit? Would you rather have uh, we we've had those guys from beginning to end? Yeah. Uh, Orlando Arcia, now it's Willie Adams. Would you rather have like three? But Willie can play. Willie could be a ten year uh all star. Yep. And still be that guy. Yeah, or would you rather have the diva that hits home runs? Like I don't think they attract that that kind it's of player. It's not Carlos Gomez who had a Billy that was a fucking prick. I mean, Willie's a good man. He's a good well, guy. Uh, uh, Gomez, we disagree. Let's go. We disagree. Let's move on. No shit. No shit. Yep. Yep. No shit and no shit. Justin, okay. you want to start out with this? No shit. So I my my no shit like uh, duh no shit. Slippery when wet. All of the signs that you see with, like, the two inches of water that's sitting on the ground, the tile floor, and it looks wet, and then they have to put the sign that says slippery when wet. Although, shit, it's slippery when it's wet. So I've got... So do you want to go with your other one, too, or not? Are we... Is that what we decided? Or that's we what we're going to do. Yeah, so, so my, my no shit, the, the thing that is kind of surprising... Do you know that the Guinness Book of World Records was created to settle bar disputes? That is great. And no. So the official origin uh, story for the Guinness Book of World Records, the actual book that that catalogs all of human achievement, uh, is that it was used to settle an argument over whether the golden plover or the red grouse is the fastest game bird in Europe. (laughs) So just so you know, it's the plover. What what year? Oh, good. Uh, hold on. So one of the people arguing, Sir Hugh Beaver. No, no, it's not. Yes, it is. Good job, Sir Hugh. The managing director of the Guinness Brewery. Oh. Noted that the answer was hard to find in reference books. So he started one to settle these kind of trivial arguments, and the Guinness Book of World Records was born in 1955. That was great. This whole episode is worth it because I learned something really cool. I used to watch these. Uh, I had kind of these quasi-grandparents, and they had in uh, in their house the Guinness Book World Records, 76, 77. Oh, I just, I thrived on it. So yeah. that, that means yeah. a lot, yeah. Good. Nice work, Justin. So, um, Thank you, Travis. What do you got? Yeah, no shit, no shit. No shit. Uh, hey, what day is it? <laughs> it's going to be Tuesday all day. No. You know the person, right? Jesus, you know. Uh, yep. Yep, I know that guy. Yeah. Just, be, you know. All right. It's oh. Thursday. Whole day. Whole day. <laughs> the other no shit. The master of suspense who terrified King. audiences with movies like Psycho and The Birds no. considered himself an ovophobe. Oh, <laughs> this is going to be good. Yeah, you don't know because nobody knows. Nobody in the history of the world knows. But that's the the, the fear of eggs. 
And that's Alfred Hitchcock. He's afraid of eggs? He stated in an interview in 1963, quote, I am frightened of eggs. Worse than frightened, they revolt me. That white round thing without any holes, and when you break it, inside there's that yellow thing. It's round, without any holes. Blood is jolly red, but egg yolk is yellow revolting. I've ever tasted it. You take that for what it's worth, but that is a no shit that Alfred Hitchcock would feel that way about eggs. Alfred Hitchcock is afraid of eggs. Out of all the things that you could think that Alfred Hitchcock is afraid of, eggs. I this is the one that don't put eggs out. And here, here's the one that jumps out at me. The 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 more than anything, the what? Oh, the white round thing without any holes. <laughs> yeah, that's a, strange, that's a strange comment. Yeah. That's a strange comment. Well. All right, there gotcha. we go. All right, my uh, no shit. Did you guys know that the tug of war was a Olympic event mm-hmm. from about 1900 to 1920? Seems all right. Yeah, yeah. No so, shit. Yeah, no shit. England dominated that. Now he had a bunch of beer drinkers. No, they were they were boozed up and they were stout. Well, that's surprising to me. England, it's okay. Brits. Okay, 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 okay. Now here's, think here's what's kind of interesting. So you could enter multiple like teams from a country, meaning they had like there was like a Liverpool team and a Manchester team, an Arsenal and a, team, and a Philadelphia team. So you could have like multiple teams from a single country. All the teams from England who won were all police. Like the police team from Liverpool, the police team from Manchester. That makes sense since they can't have weapons. They just arm themselves with batons. They're tough. They're, They're they tough. have to be tough. They're tough. You're into. You, yeah. you, you Think about it. Right. 100%. Right. All right. Justin, um, we have no, to move we on. Did ours. We have to do either uh, Douche of the Week or Funny Death Story. Oh, let's do a Funny Death Story. Funny Death Story. October 28th, 2019, Tetsu Shiohara. Oh, boy. He is a Japanese hiker from Tokyo. He attempted to live stream an off-season ascent of Mount Fuji. He That was on the 28th of October, no, 2019. Uh, while he was live streaming his ascent of Mount Fuji, he fell to his death only meters from the summit. A short be- shortly before his fatal fall, he expressed on his live stream that, quote, this part is dangerous. I can't be helped, though. And then he lost his footing, sliding down a 30-degree incline before falling off the side of the mountain. During the fall, his camera captured some footage of him beginning to tumble down the slope. He live streamed, said, this part is dangerous, and then plummeted to his death. That's kind of funny. It's kind of funny. Yeah. Oh, very good. All right. Well, there is a 21-year-old aspiring rapper. Oh, yes! I love aspiring rapper stories because they all suck. Right. He tweeted, Drunk as fuck, going 120, drifting corners. Yes! Hashtag fuck it, YOLO. 
Dead! Yeah. Shortly thereafter, he crashed his SUV. Oh, I and love it. everyone inside died. That, I don't love the everybody, but... No, I of course, but allow me to read the tweet again that he... <sighs> Drunk as fuck, going 120, drifting corners, hashtag fuck it. Hashtag YOLO. YOLO. YOLO! Oh, can I please say his uh, his name? Yeah. Is, hold on. Is there, is there something about uh, Mixed Daddy or Daddy? Close. It was uh, Inky. Inky. His name was Inky. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Inky. Oh, Awful. Travis, do you have a funny death story? I don't have a story, but I want to bring up a whole new topic that I think is interesting. It's called Death During Consensual Sex. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All right, what do you got? I'm going to throw out a few of them for you. Pope Leo VIII, he died in March of 965 of a stroke while in the process of adultery. Yeah, what was Oh, there's so many. Nelson Rockefeller. He was the uh, former vice president of the United States. Uh, he died at the age of 70, rumored to be caused by an orgasm during intercourse with a secretary and Meghan Marsha. Is that how you want yeah. to go Good for him. That's just a big old load. <laughs> oh, yeah. There are so goddamn many. I just want folks to be aware that a lot of people have died um, during that. Banging. And it's not funny. Right. And the, it's not, none of these people were dumb, but... There's a really good list. So well, it's, it, it, well, I'm, I'm going to call it, it a, a three brews public service announcement. Look this up. So <laughs> get um, permission from your doctor before you bang. <laughs> uh, let's do a. That's what she said. Yes. Oh yeah, I forgot about that one. Do you have one, Justin? I have a. That's what she what said. What do you got? The running back saw a crease in the middle and took it to the hole. Okay. It's a vagina and yeah, the I actual the crease, yeah, the crease, bad. and then took it to the hole. Yeah. Like he saw the crease. You yes, know, I, get I get it. I get it, Justin. I understand. Travis, do you have anything, or should I go? I'll yeah, just, why don't you go? Um, I don't remember what. I think it was a baseball game, and I said this is going to get real tight, real quick. <laughs> <laughs> That's good stuff. Good stuff. All right, let's douche do of the week. Douche of the week. Can I start? Yep. Go ahead, Justin. Jason Kidd. Ooh, that's why? good. Jason Kidd is my douche of the week. Ooh, has everything to do with revelations of uh, Jason Kidd in his uh, head coach time in Milwaukee. Giannis Antetokounmpo uh, uh, did or, or created or there was a book. Um, regarding his improbable rise to MVP. And uh, there were some information that surfaced about Jason Kidd in that book that uh, questioned his ability to lead men. Hmm. Uh, in one troubling incident, Kidd, who starred as the... Um, he was a you know a star player in yep. the NBA prior to his coaching career, abruptly scheduled a last-minute full-team practice on Christmas Eve after he felt his team hadn't put forth the sufficient effort on December 23rd in a loss to the Orlando Hornets. Uh, he was upset that that game was winnable, one of 82 games in the season. Uh, he put a couple of the veteran players on the spot, asking them in front of their teammates whether the team deserved to be off on Christmas Eve after the loss. On Christmas 
Eve. Christmas Eve. After the players dance kind of around the question and kind of beat around the bush, as you would if you were a player in that situation, the court or the coach, Jason Kidd, informed them that practice would be at 9 a.m. the next morning on Christmas Eve. Oh, boy. The players objected, explaining that they already had travel plans to, you know, see their families and the uh, book says that kid was apparently unmoved. He said, quote, I don't care. You guys get paid to do a job, so you're going to do your job tomorrow. Things change. According to Bucks players that were on the team at the time, the practice the next day was run like a college team. The kid oh, reportedly boy. hounded yeah. players. And uh, former reserve big man Larry Sanders, who was respected with the Bucks, calling him a piece of shit and a terrible player. Uh, Brandon Knight, who was a former pro- player for the Bucks, said, I don't think I've done that since Jason Kidd left. It was not normal. This three-hour day before Christmas, Christmas Eve practice, consisted of mostly demanding conditioning drills that left players doubled over. He also insisted that they work out in the weight room and in the pool after the practice. He reportedly continued to ride Sanders, calling him pathetic, and that Sanders recalled having episodes that broke him down physically and mentally that caused convulsions. Uh, everybody was so tired that nobody was thinking about Christmas, said a former player. Nobody had energy to spend time with their family on Christmas Day because Jason Kidd destroyed them. Uh, I'm so torn on that. Just hold on. I, I, I get like, that's bullshit. I'm, I'm not saying that I agree with that at all. Right. Part of me like... It's just bugged by like how much of that is overplayed by the players. Was it? It sounds. You, you know what I'm saying. I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Josh. There, there's part of that that jumps out at you. Is, oh boy. Yeah. Uh, so there was another bizarre episode a couple of years later. The team. Um, so the team had to run after Thon Maker was late for a practice. Um, he was trying to grab his cell phone. Maker was the only Bucks player who used a cell phone other than an iPhone, which apparently infuriated Kid and represented that. a lack of team unity. Heard about mm. that. Uh, at that point, Kid displayed quote psychological warfare on them to try to get Thon Maker See, to it's, switch. It's so difficult because the NBA I they know. are so like. Diva-ish and oh, all that. so well right. said. I right. know, but it's so. So you I, look, I get that. I yeah. you have to like coddle your NBA players. I, yeah, I get that. But to, like what you're saying is bullshit. So that, that's nonsense. The day before to Christmas, you, right. exactly. To to run a three hour practice on Christmas mm-hmm. Eve, like. When, when you know that your players have the day off, that they're going to travel to their families, yep. where realistically is working them one extra day, is that going to change anything? No, no it's not. Course. It's not going to change anything. What? But you're just doing it to be a dick mm-hmm. is essentially what's going but on. But you understand what I'm saying. Absolutely, right? 100%. Some of those details, you would take them out of context and like, it's really not that bad like you little whiny prick. But right. anyway. Yeah. Right. All right. Jason uh, Kidd, my douche of the week. Douche of the week. Travis, do you have a douche of the week? I do. It's a Dominican Sioux. Oh, that's a ground swat. It's I a think ground swat. Actually, yeah. you know what, Travis? Before you say before. that, and Dominican Sioux was almost my uh, good player of the week. Like, that dude 
does a lot for charity, but he's I understand he's a complete asshole. So please go ahead. Yeah, I mean there, there's so much with him. You can list the five, six, seven very notable things, but I think he's got a lifetime achievement award with being a dirty player, Romanowski, oh, Lyles, yep, Alzado-ish. And if he does stuff off the field, that's use that as part of grading his overall commitment. I mean, you can be a flaming prick on the field and still do good things, but yeah, not uh, not good. Right. Are we going to put him in the douche hall of fame? Dominic and Sue? Absolutely not. I don't think we put him in the hall of fame. No. He he st- stomped on Chad Clifton's nuts. But that's not. No. But then that 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 becomes a Packers. Oh, okay. Put him in. I don't like Thank that. Thank you. Yes. Uh, my douche of the week is uh, Justin, one of our friends, Ben. Yes, he is a douche. He texted us. Ben, you want me to read the exact quote? No, I'll pull it up. I'll I'll paraphrase. He texted us after the Brewers won the first two Reds games, and he said, "Before the third one, before the third game, he said, hey, if the Brewers win this game, the the uh, division is locked up, right?' Yeah, why did he do that? Right, and then he started throwing down bets, like, well, if they win, then I'll buy you this. If they get within three games, like, true. why to tell them? True, false, a win today locks the division up. Mm-hmm. Guess what happened? They lost. They lost. Look, look, I get it. We have a comfortable lead. We're also losing right now to the Twins. Shit can happen. Eight and a half. I you know what? They lost, and I told him, Ben, this is your fault for the loss. Do you know what he responded to? My ERA is 0.00. Yeah, your actual ERA is blank, blank, blank. You but then, have but then he up. said, but I agree with you now that the division's not a lock. Then don't fucking say it oh, in the by first place. The Reds are up six runs on the Marlins in the ninth, so it's going to be seven and a half. You're games. not being yeah. chased by a cold team. You're right. being chased by a red hot team. The Reds. Yeah, the, 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 let's emphasize the Reds have the second wild card spot right now, and it's August. It's not September. There's more than thirty games left. Exactly. So and and we we raised this red flag two weeks ago, and I stick and I stick to it right now that. You know, anything we talk about when we joked about what we'd do with... No, that's if, if, if. Those are... Folks, this we are year. not... The, I, the, 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 the Reds, I know someone looking from the outside, yeah, they're they're fighting for a wild card spot, and maybe that's even what most Red fans are looking at. But you, you have one week of turning the tables, and before you know it, you have a battle on your hands for the division, and you might not, might not, have even a wild card spot if you don't get it. If it was anyone other than the Reds, if it was the right. Cardinals or the Cubs charging like the Reds are, we would it be would be panicked. different because it's like, oh my God, these. Yeah, I get it. They're the Reds, and there's this historical thing, and the roster doesn't look as good. But hey, listen, they're they're six and a half, seven months into this, and they're really they're really doing well, and Do they guys, and they're fighting every day. Do you guys think that you remember when the Brewers like was it? 18 when we watched the, right. the game. Do you think the yeah. Cubs were scared of the Brewers at all? No, they weren't. No, and, that, no, and, and that's what we cannot not. fall victim to. Exactly. We and cannot can, fall victim to it. Can I Can I make a motion? Sure. I would like to nominate Ben for our Dave, Blue Sh- Dave Bliss douche all of It's got to be a different category, though, right? Yeah. No, okay. no. I, it's 100% douchey because... No, 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 no. This I, is 100% I can't douche. It, buddy. And I, I understand, I, I and I feel the same I way. I just can't put him there, buddy. No, no, I can't. The they can we, like 
in in the political murder in <laughs> right yeah if, we, we if, can't put poor Ben in there <laughs> in the event that the Brewers don't make the playoffs this year can we put him in it let's reconsider conversation let's reconsider everything I think everything will I'd be like to put table. I'd like to put Ben on notice that he is a nominee for the Dave Bliss Douche Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. Ben, you are a nominee. And in the event that the Brewers don't make the playoffs <laughs> oh, how do this you year, do that? A pending nominee you're or a, in. a conditional nominee? You're in. You right. are in. Oh, well, don't, when you get close like that, it means more. That right. Microphone. I'm, uh, I, it's anyway, very that, that, that's, Doesn't it... You know, it's like everything up. When yeah, you get an inch horrible. away, it means something. Yeah, I, That's uh, typically how far I have to I be able to get an inch. by the way. Uh, I've got a Gruber. So, I have a Gruber too. Uh, someone want to explain the Gruber? I explained it last week. Oh, he explains explain it, it all the time. All right, I'll Eight. do it. So, all right. everyone knows who watches the uh, the Brewers or the One Bucks call, for that. That's all. The Bucks for that matter. We all know David Gruber. He all always has this tagline: "Is a huge like Brewers and Bucks sponsor." <clears throat> One call. That's all. So, what would you rather do? Then listen to David Gruber say his dumb fuck tagline. Travis, you got one? I would rather have a non-numbed vasectomy while watching Whoopi Goldberg bathe in sewage. Oh. Wait, wait. Say oh that again. Oh, my God. I would rather have a non-numbed, which meaning my ball sack wouldn't be numb before my vasectomy, while watching Whoopi Goldberg bathe in sewage. Oh my god. What do you think? Yeah. I just threw up in my mouth. I don't blame you. That's why it's good. Oh, that's terrible. Oh. That's horrible. Yeah, right. It impacts you, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And that's it why really when I, hurt every, me time in the I brain. See, every time I see David Gruber, especially, he's, a, he's really spreading his wings, too. He's really. I'll, I'll tell you what, if you've seen the progression of his commercials, he's feeling his oats. He's multilingual now. Oh, he's he, multi he's a lot of things. not like like repressed. He is like this isn't this isn't uh, I don't uh know. fucking God. what's uh shit. I had the buddy. name and I just lost it. Who buddy? Uh, uh Abraham. Uh, no, 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 no. The um 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 Star Trek Star. Oh, William Shatner. Oh, William Shatner. Shatner. Yeah, this isn't William Shatner. Like that's a that's a Abraham. Yes, on this yes. money grab. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. What do you got, Justin? What's your Gruber? I'd rather have a yardstick and probably more appropriately a foot ruler tattooed on my wiener than listen to David Gruber. You can't lie about it ever. This is the size. God, this is what it is. That is. I'd have really a tattoo put on my wiener. Fella, that is. My tally wanker. Right. My tiddly wink. Your wiener. Your business. That's it. For you, that's impressive. What you're saying right now means more than it might mean to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Wow. Good for you. I mean, you are willing to really yeah. put that <laughs> The ambassador. There. Look. The ambassador is you're putting the ambassador out for... Right. Yeah. Look, if, wait, I, if I had your dick, I wouldn't do that. No. No, so I mean, think about that. Would would either of us? No, I mean you are really <laughs> you get you get her you get her drunk. You can say that that's like a, a solid. Oh God, two and a half inches. Uh, that's right. as good as we've heard. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's pretty good. All right, so we have to rate the beer. No, okay. you have a Gruber, Dick. Uh, my Gruber is I would rather have David strap on a 
massive like did you just make this uh, up you're making, it, you're making right it up now. you didn't plan okay, it. Yeah, let's just rate the beer okay then. The beer. <laughs> we'd rather not you just make something up right now because it's going to turn into a strap on in your asshole and nobody wants to nobody yeah. needs that what do you got rate the beer. hold on i gotta get to my pod just the uh panic yeah. button panic button you want me to go first yeah i'm a solid uh double that scores a run i really like this travis <laughs> it it's a home run and you you you, you fall oh, okay. I thought I thought I saw a pause there <laughs> when you say home run when you got half a buzz on it's like oh of course it's there well no um I have uh had plenty of buzzes with our beers and rated beers much less but this is really good it tasted good from the first sip and oh my god we 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 drank mm-hmm. ourselves out of it here um uh, a, a home run. It, it's a two-run homer. It, it's excellent. See, but you have to be an IP aficionado. Not that you're a snob, but you have to like the six-five. You know, it's it's good. It's my, really good. And my only problem with it was that it left sediment on the bottom of my cup. Well, you and that happened early. It did. It did. Yeah. So it, it bugged me a little bit. Yeah. That's why it's a double that scores a run. But it it was very tasty. Uh, home run for me. Nice I, work. Oh, this is, yes. Thank you. Yeah. Easy. But are you going to like give any details? No. Or? Nope. Nope. Just lead off home run. Well, so all of ours are essentially this. Well, Travis scored two runs, but I scored a run on my double. Yeah. No. And you scored I, a I, run. Like so. right from the bat, I loved it. Right so, from the bat. so I hope, folks, just, just kind of in closing because I know we're close, but, uh, you know, the idea of our, our, our five list you know, listen, we have a lot of different stuff, and I don't think it's completely unreasonable to say, hey, listen, let's have each of you every episode have a list of five. We're going oh, to no, I, I, I like your list. It was yeah. not, like, ridiculously. Like, yeah, we're doing it the next five, ep- nine yeah, episodes. Sure. Next data. Next I've got the and next and, and you keep it reasonable, you keep it, because there's some questions where it's like, okay, that's just bullshit. Yeah. But, like, this one, it's like, like I said, I would have had one. And you guys each had one, but yeah. different people, so that's cool. Yeah. All right. Okay. Brilliant. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thank we you, everybody. Do we have any final thoughts? Time. Do we have final thoughts? Do you have a final thought? Justin? I don't know. Joe Boo is just staring at you, so I don't know if Joe Boo had something to say or if Joe Boo wanted to say anything. Joe Boo, you got any words? Mm. No. Nope. He's out. All right. Have a good night, okay. everyone. Take care, everybody.